went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Zing, zing, zing went my heartstrings. From the moment I saw him, I fell. Meet Me in St. Louis is the tender, romantic story of the most popular young beauty of the early 1900s, of her crush on the boy next door, of her lovable, yet at times humorous family. Hey everyone, we're back here on this 111 degree day. I am recording from Phoenix. Unfortunately, Kristen can't be here with us tonight, but I do have some very special guests I'm very excited about. I'm a huge fan of their podcast. And I'll just let you two introduce yourselves and and talk a little bit about your podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, We are, well, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And we're from (laughs) the Movies That Made Us Gay podcasts. We usually say that together. We do. Uh, I (laughs) I missed it. I missed it when when guesting on another podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I found, I think I found your podcast a few months ago. It must've been a few months ago. I don't know if it was because you guessed it on someone else's or something, but uh, I became obsessed with it. So, um, oh, I love that. so thank you. Yeah. So then I was like, Oh, you know, who'd be great to talk about Judy Garland is <laughs> absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, it might've been on, um, I saw what you did. Maybe I know we got a lot of new, um, a lot of new listeners got from, a few. from that. Okay, one. but that but yeah, matter. I mean, you know, movies that made us gay. Scott, do you want to describe our our show? Well, we kind of look at LGBT favorites that kind of affected us as young people. Not necessarily right. movies about just kind of the LGBT experience or kind of gay people, but just yeah. kind of the type of movies that we as young people just kind of latched on to. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yeah, absolutely. Movies that are not necessarily made for a queer audience, but that the queer audience have yes. just taken a hold of and claimed mm-hmm. as their own. And like you said, something like this movie, anything with Judy, yes. uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, anything with Judy Garland in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judy, <laughs> a very obsessed. interesting figure for our show because, surprise, surprise, we love Judy, but we have surprisingly not covered a lot of Judy Garland movies. Sure. So there's kind of, um, it's it's kind of a sore subject on our podcast, but the oh one episode that we ever had to scrub that we recorded an entire episode and <laughs> over audio reasons, we had to not do it because it was a one-sided conversation. No. The guest audio didn't uh, <gasps> didn't pan out. Yeah. It was a corrupted file, but it was the Wizard of Oz episode. Oh my God. So I feel like the Wizard of Oz is just kind of- That's like, quintessential. <laughs> yeah, it's this yeah. quintessential yeah. gay favorite. And, and Judy movie, yeah. Judy movie. And I feel like we were so like crushed that we couldn't, do that episode that I haven't gotten back to to rescheduling it to rescheduling you're not it, ready it again maybe you can save it for happened. yeah maybe you can save it for like Halloween or Christmas or something yeah. like a Wizard of Oz movie um so I I know you've done a couple older movies recently I know you just did mm-hmm. you did Mildred Pierce which is amazing and, <laughs> and uh, Jackson Cooper yep yeah and then the birds um and then I, when I was messaging you over Instagram I wanted to know um if you, okay so you just did a Joan Crawford joint have you seen Johnny Guitar 
I have never seen Johnny Guitar. Oh my God. Know that <laughs> it has kind of a big cult following behind it. Our friend Millie, friend yeah. of the pod, Millie DeCarico from I Saw What You Did, loves Johnny Guitar. It's one of her favorite movies. And I have never seen it. Oh I need God. to solve this. That I think you should. And that was shot in Sedona here. So a couple of hours north, they shot a bunch of Westerns up there. But yeah, that movie is wild. It's truly (laughs) wild. I mean, the poster's iconic. Yeah. (laughs) We love that. Well, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, why is she? I mean, I thought she looked like Ronald McDonald because she's just wearing like yellow with like a red ascot. (laughs) I was like, why is Joan Crawford dressed like Joan? Joan Joan does the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe. And I know Barbara Stanwyck did a bunch of Westerns that I'd love to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a noir that I'm obsessed with called Leave Her to Heaven. That's kind of a cult classic. And okay. it's got Gene Tierney in it. And I think that would be an amazing movie to do just on this one. Or, right. um, But yeah. And then another thing. So wait, which one of you is from Montana? I'm from Montana. Okay. Because yeah. when the, I... I've, I never shut up about it too. I yep. know. I love your Montana stories because I'm from rural Michigan. The la- like the first time I reached out to you, I was like, oh my God, have you talked about Legends of the Fall yet? <laughs> I grew up with sisters. God has attitude about Legends of the I Fall. Don't have, I don't have attitude about Legends of the Fall. I feel like you're the one that has attitude about Legends of the Fall. So I grew up with sisters. And I mean, I was a kid in the mid nineties when that came out. And that was a huge deal. That was a huge deal when you had sisters because yeah. Brad Pitt, long hair, oh. Brad Pitt, like it was the it was the long hair era. It was, and peak. I remember, yeah, yeah I remember peak. my stepsister had a giant poster of Legends of the Fall in her uh-huh. bedroom. Wow, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, kind oh. of a I would say a staple of my childhood. I yeah. feel like I've watched it a handful of times, but um yeah montana cinema not shot in montana it's shot in alberta canada a lot of movies a lot Damn. of movies that are set Dan in montana yeah. shot and up that movie there. I believe, is shot is set in the paradise valley it's set outside of bozeman okay it's set kind of by the crazy mountains of whenever they they talk of they talk about landmarks they're kind of roughly talking about that area of the crazy mountains they go to helena in it too what aiden quinn's character moves to helena i think when he becomes like a politician and then the rest of them stay behind but sadly not shot montana <laughs> damn but the other one was another brad movie was a, a river, river runs, runs through it, it. Yep. Yeah. river runs through it shot all around bozeman i oh, mean okay so that really was robert that redford real? robert redford has like a big heart on for montana too i mean he's just kind of he may even have like property there at the probably, time probably yeah. but that was also shot around the college that i went to school at <gasps> it, it was shot around bozeman I, I there's a couple of scenes in a river runs through it that shot in one of the lecture halls oh that's great that's and another I, movie yeah it's so sad I, and yeah. i remember when i was a kid and uh they were making the horse whisper and that was a huge deal another robert redford another robert redford movie cowboy and movie. i remember that being a huge deal did you shooting outside of Bozeman? Did you get to be like an extra in any of these? <laughs> no, I did not get to be extra. Um, you live far from any anywhere that they would have done. I mean, that was shot. Uh, that was shot on the way to Bozeman. It's it's kind of like the the farming communities mm-hmm. on the way to Bozeman, kind of by the crazy mountains. Um, well, I'm sure I'm sure the listeners are fascinated by. That. Well, and I well, think that, well, I am. I'm, I'm fascinated. I want to say that there was like an open casting call for the like the young girl role. 
Wait, and was then, that Scarlett and Johansson? They, and then they grouped us all by just yeah. casting Scarlett Johansson. Scarjo. Well, that was one um, of her early ones. Yeah. From yeah. Scarlett Johansson just out of New York City. Oh, Scarjo. I think that they, they kind of sold it as we're going to find the the girl from a horse whisperer mm-hmm. style somewhere in Montana. And then they just, ended they up, didn't, they, they just, just ended up casting they went with Scarjo. Yep. Okay. Well, very expensive to shoot movies and stuff out of, out of states like Montana. It's overtaxed stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably why they shoot a lot of stuff in Detroit and Georgia. I know because of tax sure, reasons, yeah. a lot of stuff gets mm-hmm. shot out there. And then one more thing that I think that new Scorsese movie is all set in Montana, isn't it? I think, I think that is shot. I, I mean, I think that's actually like the Midwest. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I think very on. close. By. I have to look that up. Killers, Killers of Flower the Moon. Flower Moon. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited I, to see that. And I, I mean, but Lily Gladstone, who is the co-lead Montana, of that movie, yeah. is from Montana. She is from the Browning Indian Reservation, which is kind of really cool that that type of success for somebody from yeah, Browning does yeah. not happen. I was reading about her because she was in another movie I really like uh, called Certain Women. I don't know if you've seen I that. I love Certain Women. That Certain Women in- is yeah. a really good movie that just captures yeah. that Montana. area of the state. I mean, specifically around Bozeman. He's like shot all around Bozeman. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go to the Bozeman Mall. I remember like sitting in our <laughs> in, in LA theater being like, holy shit, they're like. They're like making a trip to the Gallatin Valley. Mall. Yes, like, don't you this love movie, that? This movie is legit. And mm-hmm. there's like a funny scene where Laura Dern is like oh going down some stairs and she passes some guy and she says, hi, Dennis. And that guy is like one of the main film instructors at it's really, at, it's a real at the university. So just very, very cool Montana sh- shot movie. That's um, awesome. And, and are you Laura Dern stands? Of course. <laughs> and so, you, yeah. wow, she was actually in Montana. Yeah. She and Kristen Stewart, Michelle Stewart. Williams, mm-hmm. all there. Kristen Stewart's character, by the way, uh-huh. would drive from Billings to outside of Bozeman for a school class. Because she's teaching and they probably paid her that character like nothing to go out that and drive. drive is like four hours, like four, yeah. three to four hours. Yeah. Kelly Reichardt, great director. Uh- and she just had another movie with Michelle Williams. I haven't seen it yet. The one yeah, that just the, came out. It's an art movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I'm looking forward to that one. I could gab with movies all day with you. Too, but <laughs> wait, maybe we should talk about what the, the movie yes, that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. So Maybe yeah, in this, St. Louis. <laughs> yes, yes, this is the last movie in our Summer of Judy series. So we've done The Wizard of Oz and we did The Harvey Girls, which I'm obsessed with. I love Harvey Girls. And this one is Meet Me in St. Louis. Is it Louis? St. Louis? I think they say St. Louis. It's it's two things. I think the, the conversation is you, you when you talk about it, you say St. Louis, but uh-huh. the song is St. Louis. Yeah, there's like that's like a, a point of contention in the mm-hmm. movie with Tootie, and she's like, it's right. <laughs> it's not Louis. Yeah. So this movie, I'll just I got my little my info card here. It was came out in 1944, and it was directed by the legendary Vincent Minnelli, who would go on to marry Judy not long after this movie wrapped up shooting. Uh, and the screenplay was, it had many writers, but the two credited writers are Irving Brecker and Fred Finkelhoff. Cool name. And it's based on a 1942 novel by Sally Benson. And she, she had worked on the script initially. It's produced by Arthur Freed, who also produced The Wizard of Oz. 
and An American in Paris and Gigi, which were both directed by Vincent Minnelli. So they had worked together. Music by George Stoll. And then the songs, this musical is kind of unique. So there were a few songs that were written for it, but then it was also kind of a jukebox musical, weirdly, because it had music from the time period in which it was set, like okay. turn of sure. the century yep. stuff. But they, then there were like three or four songs that I think that were written for it. And so that would be including Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and which is wild song. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, you just think of like that song has it's been around standard. forever. It's a standard, but yeah. Written for this movie. Written for that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Judy was the first interpreter of the wow. song, which I love. And yes, it's starring Judy Garland, Margaret O'Brien, Mary Astor, Lucille Bremer, Tom Drake, and Marjorie Maine. And it was released November 22nd, 1944 in St. Louis. I love that they did that. Oh, and wow. um, <laughs> then wide, then the nationwide release, it, began, it premiered in New York City on November 28th, 1944. So this was very much like a holiday movie. And it was a big hit. So it had a budget of about $1.8 million and it earned $6.5 million in its initial release. The movie came out five years after The Wizard of Oz. So Judy would have been like 21 at the time of filming. Very young, but she looks so different here than she did yes. in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. They really kind of changed her look. Oh, I think she looks... They wanted to change her from like the little girl into which a is woman. Yeah. Interesting because she's playing the age that she was when yeah. she made the Wizard of Oz, right? She's only 17, to be 16 or so. I think she, they make me- mention of she's going to be a senior yeah. next year. So yeah, maybe 17 ish. And what was she, 16 when she shot? Wizard, Wizard yeah, yeah, 16. And oh, oh, wait, the other movie you did, Return to Oz? Yep. She, see, I think that's the age Dorothy is supposed <laughs> yeah, to be. Yeah, like a little, 10, a little right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, what a movie. I'm glad you did that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do The Wizard of Oz. You did Return to Oz. We've Return done Oz. Return to still, Oz still and The Wiz. Yeah, yeah. So we're, oh, The Wiz. Right. My God, we had we're, that movie. We're working our way through Oz. Yep. <laughs> oh, I cracked up. Yeah, we had the the Wiz on VHS in my uh, house, and it was it. so scary when the when she goes to the subway and the people come out of the wall. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Mm-hmm. That movie is legitimately frightening. Ari Aster yes. could never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wishes. I didn't see the Bo is afraid, but he wishes no, he could yeah. ascend to those the heights that Joel Schumacher brought us to. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's so good. Okay, yeah, this movie, uh, along you know, along with Wizard of Oz, it was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation and the National Film Registry. So it's a treasure. It's a national mm-hmm. treasure. Absolutely. And there's some, so I was reading a little bit about the drama behind this production. I don't know if you know much about it, but this was all on Wikipedia. So I just want to, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about it. So Vincent and Judy who any fan of Judy is going to know that she was married to Vincent Minnelli for a time. And they had one child together, Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Liza. Yep. Liza. Liza. Oh, Liza. Liza. <laughs> Liza. Oh, that's a good Liza. Um, so they had met, they first met in 1940 on the set of a Busby Berkeley film. And he was wow. working, I think on the set or something. Cause he was an art, very much like an art director. And then they worked together, obviously, on this movie, and then they got married not long after it was done. So they got married, and this movie came out in 1944. They married in June of 1945. And the, the Minnelli family is unique in that they're the only family, I think, the mother, the father, and the child have all won an Oscar. 
Ah. Says Vincent won for best director. Judy okay. won that juvenile Oscar. She should have won yeah. best actress for Star is Born. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that. But and then Liza, of course, won for Cabaret, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that I've never really thought of Judy as I mean, you just think of the snub. So you don't really yeah. think of her as an Oscar winner, but, but she has technically yeah. she has one. The juvenile yeah. Oscar. It's like how a little teeny baby it's like one. how Haley Mills and Shirley Temple have theirs. Yeah, they don't do and that Bobby anymore. Bobby Driscoll from right. Yeah, from the Peter Pan. Yeah, yep. the uh, honorary Oscars are just like which we're just going to do this. I this don't year. know why because the Baftas still have Rising Star. I mean, the Baftas yeah. probably won from Juvenile yeah. Award, and then they kind of rebranded it later mm-hmm. when just as Rising Star. And yeah, they do that every you, year. You know, I think the thing about Rising Star is that you can get some missteps. I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah. we, we we always love talking about the stars of tomorrow future oscar winner from the, uh, yep. uh what year was it that was uh the 89 oscars the 1989 yep. oscars very famous have you seen that no well, it- after we get off the call tonight <laughs> the stars of tomorrow on youtube <laughs> and oh it is a it, is, it, it is a ride and it is like 20 minutes long oh no <laughs> and oh, i don't no. think not not a one of them from that entire 10 nope. minute song and dance number went on to win an Oscar. I think that <laughs> I think maybe we got some Emmy winners. They yeah. kind of damning they kind of damned themselves yeah. in, with by doing that. Yeah. So, so I, I think maybe a rising star situation they might not want they might want to save themselves from embarrassment. A little bit of a, little bit of a curse. It's sure, like sure, sure. it's like when Natalie Portman agreed to do Star Wars and so many people were like no you're ruining your career you're never going to yeah. like move on but she proved everyone wrong. So Right. Yep. <laughs> or it could or it could turn out to be like uh like the best new artist Grammy and have like half of them be flops and half of them be, you know, Christina Aguilera. For every oh. for every Christina Aguilera, you have, like a, a, you a have like, Vanilli. You have like a Starline Starline vocal band. Vocal band. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Millie Vanilli, you know. So it's like it's it's a gamble. But you know, in in the in the old days, it's it's so funny because I movies like the Wizard of Oz, for example, uh-huh. and like the wind. I love these really old timey movies that at the beginning they'll they'll have Snow White. The beginning they'll have like a dedication. This uh-huh. movie doesn't have a dedication. This movie does not have a dedication, but that's very like yeah, Wizard like, Wizard of Oz. Time. Yeah. yeah, Wizard of Oz did. I remember that. Yeah, but- Wizard of Oz does. Uh, Gone with the Wind has a dedication. Snow uh-huh. White has one, and they're always like, "This movie's like to all the dreamers keep on there. trucking." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's just like <laughs> emblematic of that time, and I think an yeah. honorary Oscar kind of feels like something that, like, I don't know, Hollywood just very full of itself would just be like patting you itself. Don't have on a the, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Angela Bassett's about to get her honorary. Oscar oh this year. my God, yeah. it's, about yep. it's about time! It's about time, right? <laughs> yep, she couldn't win for Black Panther or uh, what love's got to do with it. She yep. should have won for t- for playing Tina. But yeah, absolutely. Wait, speaking of Christina, have you mm-hmm. done? Did you do burlesque yet? I we have not done burlesque. I would oh. do burlesque. I have a very uh, memorable. We own it. We own it. We, <laughs> we watch it every once in a while. I have a very memorable experience of going to opening weekend of burlesque with my sister at the Arclight <laughs> Hollywood. And I just remember looking out to the audience and it was just all gay men. Yep. <laughs> all gay men at, a, at an afternoon in Hollywood. Yeah, show a little more, show show a little less. Was it something? Welcome to burlesque. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to burlesque. I just yeah. remember Cher saying "Wagon Wheel Watusi" in that. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. yeah, that 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 reviewing that movie is is would be worth it just so we can 
put wagon wheel activity all over Share. all over our. It would be media. kind of a fun ride just because there there's a lot to talk about, like really Steve is. Anton and, and the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. Oh I my mean, god! Yeah, so the, the I mean, there's, there's a lot of rabbit holes in that movie. Stanley Tucci playing essentially the same character as he yep. played in The Devil Wears Prada. Yep, yep. We're on the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He does. Well, he does a good job. I don't know. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Okay, so yeah, speaking bringing it back to Judy. Yes. So when she she first received the script in 1943, she wasn't happy with it. She found it too juvenile and she didn't want to do it, but she worked for MGM. And if you're kind of familiar with the studio system, they yeah. were at the whim of the studio. And Louis, oh, this was the one time Louis B. Mayer agreed with her and backed her up. And so they reworked the script because she was tired of, she didn't want to be portrayed as the little girl anymore. She really wanted to be uh, a, a woman on the on the screen. And so they, they reworked the script. Eventually, she, she wasn't happy working on the film. So she was, at this point in her life, already kind of struggling in her personal life. She struggled with self-confidence. She, yeah, she, she wasn't very confident in herself as a leading lady. She had, I mean, no surprise when, if you've learned about Judy, she had, you know, emotional problems. She was addicted to amphetamines at this point and she had migraine headaches. So she was often late and occasionally absent on the set. And Vincent Minnelli was very much a perfectionist in, in his directing style. So he would spend hours and hours in rehearsals and pre-recording sessions which she really didn't like so they didn't get along in that regard but eventually they they formed a a good working relationship and eventually a personal relationship because they did end up getting married not long after this movie uh was finished and after post-production some things I didn't know was that Judy Garland dated Joseph Mankiewicz I didn't know that I guess she dated him. Oh, right? interesting. Uh, I don't think I knew that either. The director yeah. of All About Eve. Yeah, writer director of All About Eve. She dated him and she was and then he she was cast in the lead role. And then he Joseph Mankwitz left MGM for Fox. And I think they broke up uh, not long after that. But that Oscar year was nuts. Was it 1950 where it was like all about Eve? A big thing. Sunset are Boulevard. you are you Sunset Boulevard? Are you are you team Bet or are you team Gloria? Oh my was, God. It's very interesting. Where do you fall on that? I, I love them both so much. I, I love Gloria Swanson and Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. I think I, that we're both team Gloria. Think yeah. Sunset Boulevard. Think yeah. Sunset, I mean, All About Eve is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we've come very close to doing it on the show. We will. <gasps> Someday you have to hold you have to hold the big one sometimes. We did baby Jane. We did baby Jane. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but I think that there's something about Sunset Boulevard that has aged really well. Oh yeah. it mm-hmm. does. And I think that's one of like David Lynch's favorite movies, I want to say for sure. No shade to Judy Holiday. Like she's really fun and born yesterday. She's cute. Yeah, she's kind of she's pioneered adorable. the smart, dumb blonde type that she's would great. that you would kind of see done and stuff like legally blonde like I, judy holiday was was doing that before yeah. i never realized that that uh judy garland was attached to all about eve like that would have been 
Oh my god! Crazy! Like, it wait, was, it would, wait a minute. Was she? Wait, is that what you said? Was oh, Judy, Judy. Oh, she was dating. She dated Joseph Falmankiewicz. Sure. Oh, okay. I so they part of it in there was saying that she was maybe kind see, of attached I could, to it. I could Judy. Oh my god, Margot <laughs> Channing. As Margot. As Margot, maybe. She. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love. I it. do love Betty Davis in that movie, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, absolutely. That's like, one of the great. Is that the greatest? Is that considered the greatest screen performance? Meryl Streep has said that's like the. Like I mean, it's up, it's up there. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and the, the script, it's known for like this is a like the best script you know mm-hmm. that, that's ever been scripted. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so yeah, so she, yeah, she had dated him, and then according to Wikipedia, she had a brief affair with her co-star Tom Drake, who played John Truitt in the movie. <laughs> oh, John Truitt, we love. <laughs> We I love mean, John I can see movie. why he's definitely a looker. He's a cutie patootie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. We're. I promise we're going to start talking about the movie. But on Judy, have you seen Me and My Shadows? That's the uh, one with Judy Davis. I have never seen it because it is really hard to get a hold of. Yeah, I remember watching it when it was on TV, Same. like with my mom. And then I think it might be like on YouTube. I, I don't sure. know. Yeah, I think I think it is on YouTube. I do remember watching it on television. And I've I re- seen clips of it. I remember there's scenes of them shooting this. But it's movie. weird because they really should have stayed with Tammy Blanchard for that part. With that part, <laughs> yeah. But they switched too early Always to Judy, Judy Davis. Davis. And yeah, I was like, oh, was... she's like 32 years old. Yeah. <laughs> was it the big reveal of, of that? Probably just the wig. It was, yeah, doing Trolley Song, I think. And Tammy Blanchard was so good. She was perfect. She was really young, good. Young and Judy. Exactly like young he Judy. He really did. Oh, I love her. Judy Davis does as well. Oh, as yeah. The old, as the older one. Yeah. yeah. As the older Judy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's so good. That's a good one. I need to see me. Uh, I, I need to see that. I need to track yeah. it. Yeah. We'll see it's it got to be. It's got to be somewhere. Um, I think it's on YouTube. Oh, I bet. Some, someone's uploaded. Um, costumes by Irene. The, my, <laughs> the mononymous Irene. I love it. Sure. That's also very like 40s. I love 30s. that. It Adrian, Adrian. The costume designer with yeah. one name. It's immediately who I thought yep. of. Oh my God, I, I love like, Irene. Irene. So there were two Irenes because cost Irene supervised, but the costumes were by Irene Sheriff, who just went as Sheriff. Oh, so that's so epic. I, I love, love it that. so much. Yeah. And the, the technical director was a woman I definitely want to learn more about. And her name was Natalie Kalmus. And she direct, she did the Technicolor on Harvey Girls. Oh, and Wizard of Oz. So wow, okay, very cool. Let's jump into the movie. So the movie is movie. yeah, the movie is in split into seasons. I think the novel did this yes. too. The movie starts in summer of 1903, and it looks great. The Technicolor looks so oh good. God. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So Pete had never Pete had never seen this. Let me tell you, it was I first viewing. Had never seen this movie. Yeah, uh, my frame of reference for the trolley song was uh the simpsons <laughs> um i love that <laughs> but yeah i never knew past the first verse because that's when that's when uh nelson punched martin in the stomach and he stops <laughs> me um but i watched it with scott to prepare for this oh and God. i love this movie isn't yeah. it it's so really good. charming it's, it's so good i actually had never seen this until probably like a few years ago that i I think that I tracked this down for surprisingly a Halloween watch because let me hear this. I mean, let me tell you this. This movie's Halloween scenes are not talked about nearly as much because they are 
crazy. Disturbing. We'll get to it. Some of the craziest (laughs) Halloween scenes ever put on film. Children. Yeah. 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 We'll get to it. It's disturbing. It's it's shocking. (laughs) It's actually, you know what it reminds me of is, uh, oh God, Darren Aronofsky's mother. It's just so weird. A little bit. Mm -hmm. It's so disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Um, God. I think that this movie is, uh, it's, it's beautiful to look at. Yes. I love this very like Main Street USA, yes. Disneyland, mm-hmm. California, um, like era. Uh-huh. This very like Lady in the Tramp, like turn of the century. Yeah. Well, Hello where, Dolly. Kind Hello, of. Do- yeah. Where absolutely. is Main Street USA in Disneyland model? Missouri. It? Missouri. Oh, so is it? Like, it is, it is the time period and the setting. And the setting. Yep. Yeah. Um, the dirt, like dirt roads, like yeah. it looks modern, but it also does not. That's the thing about 1903 is that it was such a transitional time in American history. Yeah, because you still have a foot, like one foot in the 1800s, yep. the olden yeah. days, but then one foot in the 1900s Cars, that you're trying to get in yeah. some yeah. industrial revolution well, stuff. Well, I love that yep. that the you know this entire movie is leading up to this damn world's fair. And I'm like, if we yeah. don't get to see yeah. this freaking world's fair, I'm going to put my shoes through this TV and, you know, spoiler alert, we finally do get to see it. And I love that. It's like this introduction of like electricity, yeah. at, you know, over the river. And, um, yeah. Over the river. And the, and I looked it up, uh, you know, world's fairs at the time, yeah. they would have pavilions, but they were called palaces and it was Ooh. the palace of electricity. And I loved it. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> it's like in San Francisco, it's like the palace of fine arts and that's a throwback oh. from World's Fair in like 1915 or something. But yeah, it was the palace of electricity. And I'm like, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just think this time period is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of like, as I'm watching it, because it's 2023 and I just can't focus on anything i of course have like my imdb trivia up on my yeah it's yes like, you know and they're talking about how you know the pains that they went through not pains but i mean what they went through t- for the authenticity you know and they really had yeah. the author of the book yeah be hands-on and say like yes this is what because it's also kind of essentially an autobiographical it was for her the author so she's like this is what our house looked like this you know this is how we dress this is sally benson all that good stuff yeah or they Um, published them these in the new yorker yeah and they kind of uh, formed it into a novel Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that the that the the author was able to be a part of it and to kind of you know facilitate in that way for the, like the the authenticity. I mean, it's a it's a '40s movie, so I mean, authenticity is like <laughs> yeah, <loose. laughs> yeah, fast and loose. But um, you know, I just love the idea of like this family. In I'm just they're walking around the first few scenes, and I'm like, sure. oh my god, this, this mansion. Yeah. Right. But they're like middle class, upper middle class. But then later on when things happen, they start talking about like, well, that's for rich people. People people like us couldn't afford that. I'm like, people like you. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to it when he's like, well, I I left my tuxedo. And I'm just like, I guess you can your you normal suit a, your normal suit well, isn't good enough for this dance <laughs> well that's what well that's what i was thinking about too and again we'll get to it but your normal clothes just your regular walking clothes, street clothes suit. yeah suit. that's the all they street have clothing yeah um also a very transitional time with fashion too that yeah. i mean it's like a gibson girl people thing. were wearing very different things right. 10 years well, later 
Well, what uh, another thing that I did read was that one of the th- one of the things that the author said maybe was not as authentic as it could have been was their hair. Sure. Judy's right? bangs. Well, Judy's bangs were crazy. They looked yeah. clipped on or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess and so, something that I've read is that like women uh, when when have, wear their hair down, you would yeah. never wear your hair down. You the little girls, be, the little yeah. ones could like uh, Tootie and Tootie and Agnes could, but once you were like a lady um, society, yeah. they'd only wear it up. And Judy had the the wig and yeah, um, and Rose too had her hair down. Rose, I mean, yeah. I mean, they had it kind of half up, half down, but for the most part, they yeah, had they, long bits down the back. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It should have been a little bit more Gibson girl with that cloud big, of hair, and of, yeah. and of Avonlea. Yeah, style. But other than that, I think it's it all, you know, is just so beautiful. Everything pops. It looks so good. Yeah, Yeah, I love it's so weird to think of this movie as a period piece. Like the movie was a period piece because yeah, this was set 40 years, you know, before this movie came out. So even then it was a period piece. Yes. And I love that it blends MGM glamour with period style because it's Mm -hmm. it looks so good. And because they've all got red lips and like false eyelashes. The perfect (laughs) shape of colors. Yeah. Perfectly (laughs) shaped eyebrows. Oh, everyone looks so good. I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. So the movie starts and then they're make uh so the mother, the lady of the house, who is played by Mary Astor is making ketchup and she's making right? ke- she's making so ketchup with Katie ketchup in the opening scene with Katie 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 made who was also in Harvey girls and there's another uh-huh. actor that shows up who was also in Harvey girls they're making ketchup and you just kind of get well, not I'm obviously not formally introduced but characters kind of just wander in it's right. very yes. like in medias race we're just kind of dropped in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the character I always forget exists is lawn the brother just like he gets zero introduction yeah he's just like he's just introduced at dinner and you're just like oh i guess that they have that guy yeah they're making ketchup and then one of the little girls agnes comes in from a swim because she's soaking wet and then she starts singing the song the meet me in saint louis song Mm -hmm. and we see grandpa and his bedroom yeah bedroom is pretty cool uh the actor that plays grandpa Uh uh-huh you looked it up he was born, George Harry Davenport was born in 1866. Oh my goodness. He was born in Civil War times. How do you <laughs> like that? Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's one of the oldest people that I've ever, one of the oldest dates that I've ever seen on IMDb when I look up. Cause yeah. I often, whenever there's old movies like this and there's old people in it, I'm like, oh, bitch, they're old. And like I go, yeah. And, and he, he died like four years later he died in like 49 and he was like 87 he was so old (laughs) yeah i know when when we did harvey girls i looked up marjorie main because i was like well how old would she have been and she was born in 1890 so she was alive in the time that harvey girls was set yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i think mary astor too yeah Yeah. she, she was born in 1890 as well yeah and i oh no that's marjorie main yeah oh marjorie main yeah i think for the 1906. Vincent Minnelli was so obsessed with rehearsal, but I think it really benefited these actors and everything um, because these performances are, they're not stylized in a way that a lot of these older movies, mm. you know, the performances are a little bit glossy and kind of stilted. Right. They, they can be in these older movies. 
I think this feels really grounded, especially Mary Astor. When you see her, she looks tired. She looks <laughs> put upon. She's not June Cleaver. She no. like, looks exhausted, but lovely. And she has help. She <laughs> looks, yeah, she looks lovely, but she does not look like a Stepford wife by any means. Right. She kind of yeah. just seems over it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. She and, would have been a recent Oscar winner too. It looks like she won the supporting actress Oscar in 1942. Okay, Mary. So, like, uh, so she had just she had just sort of gotten her flowers and yeah. meeting St. Louis was her follow-up. That's great. So interesting. But yeah, she you're so good. But yeah, you're right. I feel like the 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 mother character is very much like I have five kids. Five, five or six? Kids. Wait, was it? <laughs> There's the four girls and, and the, the one boy, five. five. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, who knows how old they are. It's like, this is, yeah. this is turn of the century. She could be 33. Yeah. She's like my age. <laughs> going off to Princeton, you know, Lon, Lon is who going knows? to Princeton, you know, but it's like, yeah, she has help. She has what I'm assuming is her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think her dad. Um, but yeah, she's still just like, she seems over it in mom. that scene. Yeah, just yeah. like tired, tired mom. And and Katie is definitely giving me, she's giving me a little Alice from <laughs> Yes. <Bunch. laughs> yeah. I love later when when they're at the dinner table. And that's so cool. I mean, this is definitely, this must be a hallmark of one of these old houses. Was there's that weird portal window that oh yeah, Katie pulls up. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's like this weird serving window where she's spying on them through it. Yeah. But then we kind of follow the characters around a little bit. And then we finally are introduced to Judy who plays Esther Smith and her sister Rose. And they pull up in a little buggy and they're adorable. (laughs) They're so (laughs) cute. I love their costumes. Yeah. They're so good. Their sisters. It's really good. I love Mm -hmm. that. They're the the two older sisters. Like they really help with, um Agnes and and Tootie raising the younger ones yeah. mm-hmm. little girls yeah and Judy just to talk a little bit more about this her the filmmaking process Judy felt her most beautiful in this film okay she had that. always she had always been pretty self-conscious because you know from a very young age she had all these old male studio executives telling her she was ugly <laughs> They would, you know, they capped her teeth and they would, they put these inserts in her nose to change the shape of her nose. And the, she met this woman on this production who ended up, she ended up sticking with her as her makeup artist. And at the time it was really unusual for there to be a female makeup Uh, artist. They were all men, but I don't know if it was Vincent who introduced them, but her name was Dottie Ponadel. And she told Judy she was beautiful as she was. She took out those inserts in, from her nose and they sort of together created the look that we know as the iconic Judy look. And so she stuck with Dottie as her makeup artist for like every movie she did after that. Dottie was her makeup artist and she is beautiful in this movie. She looks so good. Yeah, she really yeah. does. That really bold red lip mm-hmm. is great. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, her eyebrow shape is really nice here. It doesn't yeah. go into that like kind of crazy or kind of 50s Judy. Her eyebrows got a little severe, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's a very soft look. And I think for her being in her early 20s and playing a teenager, which mm-hmm. is not still to this day. Um, oh, yeah. we'll, have like, we'll have like 28 year olds playing teenagers on the CW yeah. still. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think she passes very well as as 
being this teenage girl and kind yeah. of like, I mean, it's, I wasn't really sure if she was the lead character. Oh, yeah, the or way not. Yeah. You it works. Yeah, it works as as a ensemble, ensemble cast. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we like, you're right, and that whole Halloween sequence is really about two D. Well, okay, we we haven't even introduced two <laughs> D. Yeah, we have to talk about this two D char- First of all, the character and this little girl, she's like so good. She's like second build in this movie. Margaret O'Brien. Margaret O'Brien. Uh-huh. She's, she's so good in this. I mean, she's I think the that she only was the other one on the poster besides Judy. I think that she was sort of a big push from MGM at the time. Yeah. Kind of like Shirley mm-hmm. Temple. Yep. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so interesting that she was just this huge child star that they mm-hmm. were like, oh yeah, it's a Judy Garland movie and also this little girl's Margaret movie. O'Brien. <laughs> Margaret yeah. O'Brien. Still alive. That's, that's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. So someone who worked with Judy. Yeah, she's that's awesome. Go kicking. When we meet her, she's on the ice wagon. And this is where that there's another that actor who's playing the driver. He was also in Harvey Girls. And his oh. his, his name was Chill Wills, the actor. <laughs> I'm sure oh. that was a stage name, but was his DJ, sure. his DJ name, Chill Wills. Yeah, Chill Wills. <laughs> but he was, yeah. In Harvey Girls, he plays this dopey cowboy that Judy was writing to, and she got engaged to him via via mail. <laughs> but she uh-huh. obviously doesn't end up with him, but yeah, he was in Harvey Girls. I was like, another one. And I'm like, yeah, these were, this is the the day of the studio system. So sure, all these yeah. contract players would be, they would just use them mm-hmm. again and again in mm-hmm. MGM. So yeah, and 2D is adorable. And I think that's when she talks, they argue, she argues with the driver about if it's St. Louis or St. Louis. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then, and is this when Judy sees Mr. Truitt on the lawn and tries to get his attention? <laughs> Yes, John. I, I love all the fun games that she plays. Of like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, you live next door. When did you move in? <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. good. She's yeah. good. We can just go and have a conversation on our own front porch. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. cute. It turns out that Rose, the oldest, I don't actually is Rose older than Lon. I don't. Lon doesn't I think matter. She's the oldest girl. I yes. think Lonnie's the oldest because mm-hmm. he's going to Princeton. Then, yeah, and she's graduating. Yeah. Rose is has a boyfriend that's in new york city it's is he also going to princeton or something warren yeah or whatever he's warren sheffield it's such a like a rich guy name yes and she's <laughs> expecting a long distance phone call from him at, at like 6 30 that night and judy's like well he's probably gonna propose to you because like that's a big deal for him to call like make yeah. a long distance phone call in 1903 like this is yeah. probably going to be a proposal so she's like, well, I want you, we, I want you to be able to have this conversation in private, but normally they're all eating at that time. And their dad, who sucks in this movie, is like <laughs> Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah. Alonzo Sr. Oh, yeah. he's such a dick. He's like, he is very particular about his eating habits and, and the time of dinner. But they're like, no, 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 we have to move dinner to like five or whatever, 530, hmm. so that Rose can be alone for this phone call. And so they all conspire together, like she and Katie and uh, the mother, and uh, they're all, they make up this story about Katie's sisters having husband-ish uh, problems or I something. <laughs> so that, I that's what- I love when Katie says, uh, when they're talking about the, the scheme that they're yeah. developing, and Katie says, I'd never accept a proposal over an invention. Yeah. <laughs> and she like also- The telephone is like, what? Mm-hmm. And then she also says- I'll make, she's like, fine, I'll just, I'll just 
say that my sister's having a problems with her husband on account of him being a man. She goes, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a fun little moment of this family kind of like <laughs> conspiring because they know the dad's kind of a doofus. And, uh, but when it does come down to this phone call, I, I love everybody just listening. I, I love the joke that the telephone at this time was probably just trash. And everybody, I know. They're no, both screaming no at each other. They're shouting at each it. other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all of the, like, like your voice was just like transported by these janky these little cables. wires and cables. That's so, a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. That's actually I, crazy. So I remember when I was a kid and my grandpa was a, a retired railroad worker and he had these old phones like that in their basement. Oh my God. And he actually so had like them wind up and he actually yeah. had them hooked up so we could talk to each other on them. From across the basement? <laughs> From across the basement. <laughs> I love it. That's yep. so fun. My, yeah. mo- my, my grandmother, she, who was born in 1925, she's no longer with us, but she had a rotary phone in her basement. And I remember being whatever, I don't know how old, just a kid and being like, what, how do you use this? <laughs> I think I thought it was so cool. Like rotary phone. Yeah. Um, I remember when we got our first touchstone phone. I remember that like yeah. I remember rotary phones and using them and they took forever, so long. Forever. My grandpa Pat even had the type of phone that like, it, like you pulled it out. It's yeah. like a scissor. It, it was, yeah. it's kind of like a desk lamp, oh but my it was God. a phone and you pulled it out. That's it was so- like on, it's like the phone they have on too close for comfort, but that's another old man reference that you guys aren't going to get. <laughs> I don't know that one. I don't know that. One. I'm just. So it, I know. Like I know it. It sounds like something out of a Wes Anderson movie, <laughs> like a phone that like comes yeah. out of the wall, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, really like an ironing board just like but, flops uh, down. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh. But yeah, I I love the dynamic of this family that they're just like. At first, it's a big scheme. Then the dad kind of gets it. And then they're all just listening in. And like when she kind of turns around, they don't really bother to like make like they're not <laughs> paying attention. But then when she, when he ultimately doesn't propose because Warren's doofus, they yeah. all just like they all just like burst into regular conversation. To and kind they're of hungry and they're really. hungry. And they're, they've been waiting on this damn corn Even beef. Even oh Rose gosh. is that, like, well, give me that, some of that meat because yeah. They, that yeah. corn beef, that corn beef looked so rare. It, it was so it was raw red. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like the MGM Technicolor, but that yeah, no one was, was eating that dead. stuff. And then when they and then when she poured when Katie poured the soup, I was like, that looks like the ketchup they were making. What is yeah. this? <laughs> oh, that it's was like so funny. Soup. Yeah, that was yeah. so funny. But yeah, the way we're introduced to the dad, he just seems like such a like a jerk. Like it seems like everyone's terrified of him. The whole mm-hmm. house. And he he demands that no, I'm having my dinner at 6:30. I'm gonna go sit in this cold bathtub until that cold bath. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna sit and then and they all just kind of cower and defer. And I'm like, this is patriarchy. <laughs> it's like we do whatever the dad wants. It doesn't matter what everyone else wants. We're yeah. doing what dad wants. To do. No. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one working. He's keeping the roof on their heads. <laughs> this is the problem, man. We got we need equal. <laughs> oh, but he also seems kind of over it. And then they end the evening in good spirits uh, when Rose sends her phone call and they all just kind of laugh it off and eat dinner together. And then Rose and Esther devise a scheme 
to catch Mr. Truett's attention, John Truett, Rose invites John to a going away party for Lon because Lon is going to Princeton. So they devise a scheme whereby Judy Esther can be introduced to this because back in the day, you couldn't just, no. a girl couldn't no. just like oh, knock no. on the door and be mm-hmm. like, hey, I saw you on the lawn. They, they had to be formally introduced and a woman couldn't outwardly pursue a man. Some, some social event had to be at the center. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah, she couldn't just go calling after him. I love how <laughs> female agency is portrayed in this because sure. they're sure. doing everything in their power to get what they want. And they just had to go about it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They said to get him over to this party so they could like do si and like, this, Turn their partners this around, raging, around. This raging house party of 1903. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then I love it when at the end of the party, she they, it turns out they had they hid his hat so that he would have to stay. Yeah. And love. they had to use their they had to <laughs> use their feminine wiles, I guess. They had yeah. to figure out they figured out a way to make this. And Rose is totally team Esther. She just supports her in this. Yeah. But that's just some like dumb, like that's just some dumb stuff that you and your like siblings or cousins or your <laughs> oh, friends yeah. do to team yeah. to get the boy you like the boy his this, attention yeah she's they're like okay he's gonna be the last one to leave because yeah. we're gonna hide his, hide his hat straw hat mm-hmm. because every boy in this party brought a straw hat but we know yes. who straw hat belongs to who because like a boater hat yeah <laughs> I, I love the idea that these boater hats were just like the heat oh, the peak of fashion that's, that's so um, funny it's cute. it's cute it's cute it's actually cute kind of- I it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. It seems like a very hipster thing. Like you're just going to see a guy walking down the street in suspenders and the boater hat at any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, oh man, there was there was a, a a chain of family ice cream parlors in Southern <laughs> California, yes, in the early '80s called Ferrells, mm-hmm. and it was very this era and the. I think that you've talked about the girls in the, in the like a barbershop quartet mm-hmm. thing. Yes. And you'd walk in and they had a uh, candy counter at the front. <gasps> a soda then, shop. Yes. And you'd go in and it was an ice cream parlor. And they would, if it was your birthday, they would put you up on this big chair, like a high chair, and they would come out with a big drum, like in the front drum, like bang it and like sing a song and and like oh Farrell's was amazing. <laughs> I would love to go there. It very much reminds me of this era, this like shaky pizza, you know, boater <laughs> hat, white pants, you know. Oh, um, it's great. Linen. Everyone's in like linen because it's summer and it's hot. I was going to say, you got to, what are you going to wear in, in the heat of Can you imagine being summer? under all those layers? Oh, uh, just living here in Arizona. I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. I, I can't Absolutely. believe people used to live out here and just be in. Yeah hoop skirts mm-hmm. and corsets yeah. and, and, and no air conditioning and hoop skirts. I know. And, I wouldn't yeah. live here. That's the, I never would have left Michigan. <laughs> I would have been staying yeah. in Michigan. But they have this Absolutely. party and it's very cute because Tootie comes down with Agnes because they're supposed to be in bed. And she and Judy sing this song called The Cakewalk. And Cakewalk. it's yeah. so adorable. <laughs> That's probably the closest that this movie gets to kind of the Judy standards of what most mm-hmm. audiences would have really known her by, especially mm-hmm. kind of her early movies with Mickey Rooney. Just oh. like that was just kind of kind of little staples of Judy's act before this. Yeah. Just like when she would have been a little girl on vaudeville, she yeah. would have been doing stuff like this. And it's so cute to see her do this with 
the little Margaret O'Brien. I was like, oh my God, can you imagine being Margaret O'Brien and doing this number with Judy Garland? Uh, oh, I'm dying. Yeah. And they must have rehearsed it to death because apparently Vincent Minnelli just would not let up. He just like rehearsed over and over and over and over again. I didn't know this until I was reading about the this movie. Judy was known for having like a near photographic memory. She could look at a script once or twice and just kind of have it and learn songs so quickly. So that was another reason she became very impatient with Vincent Minnelli is because he wanted to spend hours and hours on the set and just rehearsing and pre-recording. And she was like, okay, time is money or I'm bored. Can we please just shoot the the number and move on? (laughs) But he was obsessive about it. And let's see. Yeah. So they have their little party and she manages to get John Truant alone because yeah, they hit his hat. And then Rose is like, well, I'm going to go upstairs now. And then Uh, Judy is so bold. She's like, well, Can you help me turn the lights off? Each and every every, gas. Each and every. (laughs) Could you believe that? Like, could you imagine the gas lamps? The gas lamp situation when you lived in a house like this at the time. It's a tick. It could. It's volatile. It's volatile. (laughs) You have to be careful. Your your house could burn to the ground. And everything's made out of wood. And and yeah, she. Oh, we forgot where she sang the boy next door. And I fell in love with her. But I mean, later on in the movie, yeah. there's scenes where they're packing up the house and all the paintings are off the wall. Uh-huh. And all the paintings, you could see a line of yeah, soot and outlines soot. That's of great. around mm-hmm. all the paintings. But yeah, that's a perfect little detail that they put in there. But I was like, why is there soot around the... Oh yeah, gas everywhere. Gas dirt, yeah. <laughs> Just ashes and soot coming from these... Yep. these um, these little fires all through your house. Can you imagine? Yeah, and she's oh. just like, okay, I'm scared of the dark. I'm scared of mice. I'm scared of mice. And I need you to come and turn off all the lights for me. It's so scandalous. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was scandalized. I love this feminine conspiracy that's going yeah. on to like get yeah. him alone. And Rose just is <laughs> supporting her. Yeah. And then, oh, this scene is so gorgeous. How this this, this looks. The lighting is so good. Yes. The cinematography yeah. is gorgeous. The technicolor is beautiful. The, so the Technicolor director I mentioned, Natalie Kalmus, was very particular, probably just as obsessive as Vincent Nelly was in color scheming. Mm. And it and she must have just know she knew what worked for certain actresses, which colors worked the best and which ones popped because Judy in the scene, she's wearing this really beautiful pale blue dress and she's got like a chartreuse colored ascot I guess you could call it mm-hmm. and I was because we had just done Harvey Girls she's wearing like the exact same color scheme and outfit oh. in, in Harvey <laughs> Girls and I'm like they must have Natalie Kalmus must have been yeah. like this is this is a good color scheme that's too. a color and, story yeah yeah and knew what popped and what worked and oh it's it's just immaculately done and it looks wow. so good and then she's making eyes at him at the end she's she does not want to let him go he keeps no. shaking her mm-hmm. hand and she won't let him go <laughs> because she yeah. wants him to kiss her yeah. Oh, there's that crazy line when she's, you know, talking to Rose earlier when Rose is like, nice girls don't let men kiss them before they're engaged. And she's, and she says something like men don't want the, what did she say? The bloom off the rose or something. Rose says that. Something like that. Yeah. But then Judy said she, she oh my God, this is scandalous. (laughs) This is as close as we're going to get to a woman saying she has sexual urges (laughs) (laughs) in this movie set at this time period. And she's she's going for it. This is a sex positive movie. She's like going for it. That's good. 
And her character is a teenager. She's yeah. not even like a grown woman yet. She's yeah. just like a, you know, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's adorable. But yeah. he seems like he's into her and she sings to him from the top of the stairs. And I die. It's so gorgeous. <laughs> it's so beautiful. She sings and she like descends the stairs and she's just gorgeous. It seems like he's about to kiss her, but then he kind of like chickens out at the last second. And then shakes her hand and he goes, and there's a really funny callback to this. He goes, you have a mighty strong grip for a girl. <laughs> and uh, then he, he like runs out of the door and she looks so disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie does that thing. And it's very much that Technicolor, you know, uh, thing where as they turn the lights down, the exterior, like kind of blue light. It's so pretty. Yeah. Oh, to make, I love it. So you know that it's nighttime outside. Yeah. It's like, it's and so they do pretty. it. So, the timing is so perfect. And it's like, yeah. It's, it's so gorgeous. Cool. It yeah. looks beautiful. It's like, yeah, you're right. It's that bluish, mm-hmm. silvery color and everything. And the house looks gorgeous. Yeah. There's a magenta, almost damask wallpaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks so good. The as the the you know the gas lights go down that mm-hmm. like, exterior light comes in. It was all like, oh, craft. Oh. I mean, all of these movies would have been shot indoors, and they would have yeah. had this down by the forties. So good. It yeah. looks so good. And then she was hoping that he was going to go to this excursion that she was making with all of her little friends. And then the trolley scene happens. Uh, so okay, oh, okay, okay. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. <laughs> they are taking the trolley where? Yeah. I forgot. Where were they I going? Think going the fa- I think they're going to see the, the World's Fair, Fair Pavilion being built. So it's yeah. not gonna, even going to open until 1904. I think they're just yeah. going to this plot Check of land where, yeah. where they're building it. and But they're all dressed to the nines. Oh, like, my God. Is, they're going to, like, mm-hmm. the White House. Like, these oh, are, I mean, so I mean, good. There wasn't yeah. a lot of stuff to do back then. There was not a lot of stuff to do. You're going to go and stand Take in the, the trolley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but everyone, the colors, it's so gorgeous. And yeah, so absolutely. your podcast is called Movies That Made Us Gay. Did this yes. scene make you gayer? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so it much made, fun. You know, it's, it yeah. made me gay. <laughs> it's fun. You know what's fun about this number is yeah. we like to go. We like to go to a bar in Palm Springs. It oh is God. called Pods. Oh yeah. And yeah. they do uh movie musicals and they and they put them on oh, like a big screen tv God. and everybody yeah. sings along and this is always a staple of every night <gasps> is the trolley song yeah I'm, i don't know how many judy numbers i think that i'm just trying to think of what judy stuff that they that they have at quads they usually do up tempo stuff so this they is usually do up tempo stuff like i summer think stock? That the barbara the barbara duet I think they do yeah i think summer stock i think that the barbara duet from oh, I the love Judy Garland that. Show somewhere in the rotation. Come on, get happy. But they yeah. always play the yeah. trolley song, and people, lose gay their shit. men, lose yeah. their damn minds yeah. when the yeah. song comes on. And the bartenders will like, uh, they'll hit a bell. Yeah, there's like bells, and there's yep. all that. Yeah, there's audience participation. It's so great. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I love the the background, like the other teens. Like there's the one girl that has like the kind of pigtail braids. Yeah. And, and they're all crowding around her, like yeah. listening to her. And she's so animated. Yeah. Oh my God, I love her. With my high starch collar and my high top shoes and my hair piled high up on my head. I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. Light brown derby and this bright green tie. He was quite the handsomest of men. I started 
clang, clang went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Zing, zing, zing went my heartstrings. From the moment I saw him, I fell. Chug, chug, chug went the motor. Bump, bump, bump went the brake. Thump, thump, thump went my heartstrings. When he smiled, I could feel a car shake. And like they were, these are all the same kids that were at like Lon's the party. party. Yeah. Um, so it's like we kind of get the feel that this like neighborhood, all these mm-hmm. kids like grew up together and they all know each other. And they're just like mm-hmm. so damn stoked for this world fair. They're just like uh somebody says it towards the end that it's just like people all over the world Lose, losing their minds. Yeah. Come to the world's fair, yeah. and it's here and it's an art in St. Louis. Yeah, in St. Freaking Louis. And when you so I listened to your I really enjoyed your episode on the birds and you were talking about how everything is in camera, all the effects. Everything would have had to have been. There was no green screen. So like when you see stuff that's behind, it's all rear projected. So all the actors can see that. When you see the background passing them by, they're on like a stationary trolley that's just kind of like this. But you see, yeah, you can see the the scenery Mm -hmm. moving by. And I'm like, oh my God, I wonder how many takes Vincent made her do of this. Probably Probably a lot. Because there were so many different players, people in it. Yeah, yeah. Setups and camera shots and all that. Yeah. But, yeah. It's the star power of Judy <laughs> in this scene. It's just she like, is. her she's face. Real deal. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! When yeah, I'm just, I can't imagine interacting with her even just a little bit, just like, as a day play. Just <laughs> being in this on this trolley and shoot in this scene. Oh, well, she plays it so well because at the beginning, she's everybody's there and they're all so excited and they're just like, or you know, like. Uh, like Esther, like, aren't you like so excited or whatever? Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, shut up. Like, he's not here yet. Like, she was, she's yeah. upset because yeah. she's not. She's like, and, are you sure everyone's here? And yeah. like, yeah, everyone's here. Everyone's here, and she's like, well, no, everybody's here. And yeah. you know, it takes off, and she's just like, man, and you know, just this like when she finally does see him like running, oh, it's so running cute. To catch it, and she's just yeah. like, okay, here we go. Now, now here, I'm taking it, and she just like, yeah. And then that head. that girl next to her that she's like singing to her kind of and she's singing in the song about how he took whatever he his hand holding mine and then and then she looks away and the john sneaks over because she's she holds the girl's hand and then i think he slips his hand in or something and she turns and he's there and it's so cute (laughs) yeah yeah great it's so good and i I, I loved it i loved it i was like oh this is this is perfection this is actual (laughs) this is actual perfection yeah yeah Oh boy, but now it's the crazy, craziest part of this movie. <laughs> so okay. yeah. So we haven't talked about it yet. I love the uh the like postcards. Yeah. The change oh, yeah. of season when postcards. They seasons. And they're yeah. like, it starts off summer 1903. Now it's fall or autumn. Autumn, autumn, autumn yeah. yeah. Autumn 1903. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's Halloween. And I love the idea mm-hmm. of like Halloween from like days gone golden times no because you i don't know we think about like it's cute how do do they celebrate halloween what are they doing and they even in their house there's like orange streamers there's little streamers like in the the decorated room they Mm -hmm. decorated but (laughs) these kids do like are they even messed up are they even no no, so when they say trick-or-treat they mean it they're like if you don't they're like if you don't give us a treat we will throw flour in your you're face you're gonna get a face full of flour oh, not yeah. only that but the kids refer to it to each other killing killing yep yeah and to- 
one of them is like we tortured we tortured them we held their feet to flames and then, and then yeah. mom and dad yeah alonzo senior they're just like oh yeah okay when you throw the flower in their face oh my God. <laughs> just throw a little bit of flower it's we know so you're throwing flour. It's actually <laughs> unreal. One of the first things you see is this legitimately terrifying looking mask. And then, oh my God. And then 2D is wearing this weird fake nose with hair yep. coming out Looks of like it. like a mustache, but it's on the tip of the nose. It's so yeah. creepy and weird. <laughs> and then yeah. Agnes has a really scary mask. Yeah. Almost it's it's almost Almost like it's almost like, like Day of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. I know that the bonfires. I know that is a very Midwest thing. Is having the Devil's Night a bonfire on Halloween. This was so terrifying when she goes out. It reminded me kind of the, like the Purge. Oh yeah, that's what Scott said. It's the yeah. It's the it's kid child. Purge. It's you the see kid like purge. a bunch of nine year olds out, and there's just a giant bonfire and they're throwing broken up furniture and they have these like, truly nightmare inducing costumes on and masks the the head child the main is, child is in drag is like, in drag. drag yes i'm like boobies with like giant boobies i'm like good like thing we're not in tennessee butt. in 2023 because yeah. he wouldn't be able to do that you're banned <laughs> you're canceled little boy and he's just like giving everybody orders you go to this house you go to this house mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I just have this idea that like, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see Katie just like, you, you kids are just ruining perfectly good flour. Oh, you yeah. know what that costs? Yeah. Throwing, throwing flour in people's faces. But um, so again, having not seen this before, I'm just like loving it. I'm like, oh it's my God, crazy. I love an old timey Halloween costume. I love the idea <laughs> of throwing flour in the people's faces. It is so like sad and pathetic Tootie's just like let me let me throw something in the fire and it's just like no you're too young like, <laughs> yeah. let me do it let me do it and it's not she's not she doesn't come across as like at least to me she doesn't come across as like an annoying little kid it's sad she's just like she just wants yeah. to play she's like five <laughs> she wants she has no business she, she wants has, to fit in with all the older kids she has no business throwing wood onto this open bonfire in the street. And it's a huge, we haven't said, this bonfire is huge. Oh, it's, gigantic. Not like, it's not like a little campfire. It's just like a riot. Is no, this is, this is yeah. some Candyman level. I'm Virginia Madsen is crawling out of like one side of it. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> like Wicker um, Man shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just like, laughs> and all of these kids, speaking of Wicker Man, I mean, all these kids are very dressed, very midsummer. It's, yeah. it's disturbing. And the fact that they're kids is so creepy. Yes. And then they're like, they dare Tootie, in order for her to become initiated, they're like, you have to go over to Mr. Bro- was it Brockoff's well, house? Like, it's the Broke. one house that he he's okay. trying to assign it to all the kids. And yeah. all the kids are like, they don't oh, no, I'm going to do this house instead. I'm not going there. So clearly this is like the scariest house and he's got a bulldog. And Tootie's like, well, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going. <laughs> This shot is amazing. It's so long it's of her really walking. Cool. This yeah. is probably really innovative. I love that moment. I yeah. love that moment where she's looking in the window and you Great. think that she's going to walk away and then she goes right up to the door. Yeah. Like you can just kind of see the wheels turning in Margaret O'Brien's head of, I'm just going to do it. And it's mm-hmm. so creepy when you look in there and that woman yeah. in the corner is Daring off up, in the space. Like Morticia <laughs> Adams. It's just so weird. It's so creepy. She looks like- she looks like she had a lobotomy. She looks like she is not all there. I love that the head boy tells her like, all right, it, 
you can go to the Brockoffs. And the whole idea is that you're gonna, you, like, you have a banshee that's gonna like haunt you if you don't do it right away. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the only way to get your banshee to like not haunt you tonight, you have to throw the flower in the face, but you have to, you also have to tell Mr. Brockoff that you, you hate, hate him. It's so you have yeah. to say that you hate him. It's and so, so mean. She, she rings the doorbell and he opens the door and he's just like this big, imposing man. And she's just like, uh, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Throws it, I runs away. Yeah. I love the shot of the bulldog licking the, um, yeah, the, flower, the, flower. the flower off She's the ground. She's so good, though. She looks so terrified. And yeah, it, yeah that shot really is long when it's tracking. But Darren Aronofsky wishes. Yeah. He wishes. Like, <laughs> like, it kind of looks like their house, but just it's nighttime and it yeah. just the way it's looming and it's just yeah it's the walk up there it's it's great it could be texas chainsaw massacre when sure. she looks in and they're just sitting and it's so weird and it is like the, it's a just, very dark moment in a movie that i mean you just kind of think of this movie as bright and cherry mm-hmm. it goes no, to dark places well, it gets even, even gets even crazier when she gets home okay oh, but this is before that up. So I think that when you look at the history of Halloween, isn't that the idea of Halloween parties Hallow's for, Eve. for kids is to kind of have something a little more family friendly, like bobbing for apples or <laughs> Halloween yeah. games just to bring their ass in from the bonfire. And uh, it's like Devil's Night. Like, they were, yeah, they were playing tricks on. They were doing some bad shit. Playing tricks on the neighborhood. I think it was yeah. kind of like, here, we're going to throw you this. We're going to throw you this family-friendly party. I think that's kind of the idea of of Halloween parties. Okay. Love it. Mm -hmm. And then she runs back afterward, and she's like, I can't. (laughs) 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 And she goes, I'm the most horrible, and she's so proud. Yeah, yeah. And then they throw their insane. It just seems like there's about to be disembowelment that's about to happen or something. (laughs) It really does. They're, like, dancing around the fire. And then... Yeah, yeah. and, And then... And then we cut to Rose going home from a date with a man who was too old for her, for sure. Oh, yes. No, this way is too. True. He mm-hmm. was like 40. I was like, what's going on? And I was so stressed because he has two Dalmatians that are like running under the wheels yeah. of the. I was like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. You no. almost think it's the fire department for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of got the feeling that <laughs> Rose be a little bit like exaggerating. Like, yeah, she said something about like, well, I met him coming out of like the shop or something. Oh, she, the ice cream. Colonel, whatever. Like, oh, she got, she's yeah. bringing back Chinese food. Um, She has her like little like. Oh, yeah, she the, did. She did. Well, they look they look like little the little boxes. boxes. Yeah. But it's ice cream. Right. Yeah. So she she went to the ice cream store to buy this ice cream. And I think she was just leaving. And the man offered her a ride and she made oh. it out to be like. Sure. My new suitor, mm-hmm. you know, and oh, because then she she did she try to get him to stick around, and he was like, no, yeah, and he's oh like, God, she's like, but there's plenty of ice cream, and he's like, I'm next good. time, I think you're right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, next, yeah. Time. So I think the idea is that she might be embellishing a little, kind of like with stupid <laughs> Warren on the phone. Oh my call. God, Warren, Warren is a doofus. He really is. <laughs> oh my God. So this is actually wild. Tootie is like they hear a scream. And then they all like side and Judy is carrying Tootie into the house and she's like bleeding mm-hmm. on her face, bleeding and crying. And they call the doctor and Judy, or no, not Judy. Uh, Tootie is like, John Truitt hit me. He hit yeah. me 
And you're like, what? This and she's gross. he was trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah. Kill me boy, this me. like grown man is hitting a five the neighborhood girl. boy beat her up. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell? And um, and no one questions it. No one's like Judy. Uh, Judy. Judy first. Judy first questions it. Esher, because Esher yeah. questions it. She knows. Like, she kind of knows something's up. And but then then the doctor shows up. He's like, what are you holding there in your hand? And it's like a clump of hair. And he, she, so the doctor's yeah. like, oh, she really had to fight this guy off. And Judy yeah. is like, oh, hell no. And she, she goes into beast mode and she just stalks over to the house next door and yeah. like beats, beats the shit out of John. And he, she's like, <laughs> if there's one thing I can't stand, it's a bully. Next time you, what are you thinking? Like hitting a five-year-old girl. And then she bites him. She yeah. bites him on the wrist. <laughs> she does she goes for it yeah and then uh, he's like what and he's confused and you know he's confused but then it turns out uh, eventually the truth comes out where actually no (laughs) he didn't you know assault Tootie what happened this is uh, this is so disturbing (laughs) oh this is crazy (laughs) have you seen the the movie have you seen the good son with Macaulay I was gonna say it reminds me of the scene from the good son (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah, truly antisocial it's behavior. It's when they're throwing like a body off the bridge, like, a, kind of like an effigy off of a bridge, and it like over the freeway. A huge car yeah, over, over the, the freeway. freeway. And in this one, they had they stuffed some old clothes and they threw it in front of the trolley, and wanting uh, to derail it. And it looks like a human body, so. <laughs> The you know the trolley like screeches to a halt and Rose is like you could have killed dozens of people and Tootie's like oh ha 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 it was so funny yeah. <laughs> you're like they just laugh it off what is going on I'm so yeah. the fact I, that they yeah. laugh off not only yeah. this like attempted murder of everyone on the trolley yeah um but they also laugh off Tootie blaming it on John. Oh yeah, when they're like eating ice cream in the next scene. Yeah, when then when yeah, when she says this grown man hit, yeah. assaulted me a five year old. No one seems that upset about it. What is like only Judy is really outraged. Everyone else is just like, oh. I mean, I think this is a time when uh you could just freely spank children that were not yours. In loco parentis, <laughs> yeah. But they were it, they weren't saying she was being naughty. They, she was just like, yeah, he, he, he just hit, hit me. me. Yeah, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're like, it's Tootie. She was probably being naughty. Oh my god, Tootie, yeah. Tootie, <laughs> OMG! And then and then so she, they find out like oh, she made the whole thing up. And then she so like so so Judy Esther goes back over there and to apologize. And it turns out I guess John Truitt likes it rough because he's like will you come back tomorrow and beat me up again (laughs) (laughs) he liked her being bitten like that i Mm -hmm. mean shoot this is like the only kind of like physical contact that they've had with each other since since the summer yep and uh and then he finally grabs her and just plants one on her yeah and that there's a callback to that line where she she says you've got a mighty strong grip for a boy (laughs) it's so cute cute. love it Um, but then there's this is also the section in the movie where there's the big reveal that Mr. Yeah. Smith says he just kind of announces that they're moving to New York City and yeah. everyone is devastated. And 
yeah, everyone is upset and does, doesn't want to do it. And he's like, well, I'm the head of the household and this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then he pouts about it. And Anna has to cater to him. She literally brings him cake and has to cater. <laughs> like he's a little child. I was like, oh my God, I can't imagine being a woman at this time. I just, oh no, I can't, I can't with this I, shit. I love how at the beginning <laughs> of it, he's kind of like, like, aren't you all stoked? Like we're going to New York. We're gonna be like we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be down. We're, we're gonna be moving from our gigantic house in St. Louis to a little apartment. A you know. Apartment. Well, we don't know that. This I is mean, just what everybody's banding about I mean, when they're tr- when they're trying to like. Maybe they're gonna get a brownstone. This idea. Could they I have mean, afforded a brownstone back then? Where were if it's if it's gonna be a big raise, like he's saying, I don't know. That's still a lot what, of people on a brownstone. Yeah, because where did upper middle class people live in? I would. I don't know. Did they even live in brownstones or was that even not? I I don't know. At that time? Oh, sure. Who knows? Because they joked about being in tenements. And I'm like, y'all are not going to be in a tenement. No, they're not going to be in a tenement. You know what was <laughs> built at this time? What was around? The Dakota. Was the Dakota. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, ever, have you ever seen those pictures of the Dakota? No, no, no. What it, uh, the building from Rosemary's Baby where they lived. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. If, you look up, um, <laughs> if you look up old pictures of the Dakota, you can see pictures of the turn of the century around, around 1903. And Ooh. the Dakota is the only building. It's kind of off Central Park. And it just, off Central Park. It just looks like. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. A little creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's very, totally. it's very Edith Wharton. Where, but that's rich, rich upper echelons of right. people living in these crazy ass townhouses. Yeah. I think I don't know how the, how they would have been living, or they probably wouldn't have been living. Well, maybe they would have been in Manhattan, but they just the point is they don't want to go. They're like, right. yeah, we yeah. don't want to leave Katie behind, and we don't want to leave Grandpa behind. Right? <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the father, the dad. So this is what leads me to believe that's his father-in-law. He's just like, well, I don't, that's like a minor detail. Yeah. And the grandpa's like, I'm not a minor detail. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Very, very Gilligan's Island. Oh. And the rest. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's that thing where like the kids, the girls are just like, but what about our friends? Our friends. And the dad's like, you, you're make- a child. Yeah. Your child, your friends, come on, yeah. get real. Like, mm-hmm. and but is, the, sta- the stakes are higher for a, uh, Esther, Judy, because she was right, about, she right. was expecting to get pro- like a proposal from John yeah. Truett, and now she's gonna have to. But leave. I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah. Rose would be closer to Dumb Warren if she was in New York. Frickin' Warren, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, but yeah, uh, Esther, she's she's waiting on that. She's waiting on that proposal from from John, and that's then you know, it. of course, the little girls, Agnes and Agnes and mm-hmm. and are just like. Going along with their older sisters. They're just like, like, we support you. We support you. We'll jump on. We'll jump on the the bandwagon. Bad Seed Tootie talks about her her dolls. Her dolls that she's taking with her, even the dead ones that she buried. Dig up. She's gonna have to dig them. She's gonna have to dig up. Oh, wait, wait. Have you done bad? Have you done bad seed yet? Did you do bad seed? No, I would I would love to do the bad seed. Oh, that's a that's another crazy one. Yeah. But it is very bad seed. Yeah, it's very bad scene. Her dead dolls. Oh my god, Tootie. Oliver dolls. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what's interesting about the character of Tootie is that it's kind of the it's the precious child role, but I like that there's some darkness to it. Yeah. Kind of I like that Tootie is kind of crazy. She's a little bit yep. of Joe Mart, Scout Finch, a little bit tomboyish. Sure. You're right. There's darkness. Bad seed. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at a time where maybe Hollywood movies were afraid to portray children as bratty. 
yeah that you had to be just a very kind of idealistic especially a little girl like a little girl too like when she sings i was drunk last night (laughs) do you remember that (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's so wild it's so wild that was probably like so scandalous. Like, oh my God, you oh, can't sing this five-year-old just saying around I, mom and dad. Like, I was drunk yeah. last night. Oh yeah. my goodness. So then that that segment of the movie ends with them all singing at the piano. And I guess there's a semi-reconciliation, but they don't really talk it out. Yeah. As with most families, you know. But especially turn of the century, <laughs> yep, wasp, yeah. waspy families. They're not going to yeah, like talk yeah. about their feelings. So yeah. anyway. Then we move into the winter section. It's the, the mm-hmm. holiday season. There's another. It's, it's it's the signature section of the movie. It's what it's what it's most it's remembered Christmas by. Movie. It's a Christmas movie. That and the, the trolley yep. scene, right? It's yes. the Christmas movie. So they're they're having a going away party. Was it for Lon? Or no, that was that other. No, one. this is this is a, just a big winter ball. This is just a big, just ball. big ball. This is yeah. some. I mean, also th- yeah. this would have been left over from like Little Women days. Yeah. Our oh, our little. But- like a cotillion, like yeah. cotillion and parties like this yeah. that yeah. you have to go with the boy. You, the, you can't go by yourself. And it's but, black tie. Like uh, this is the tuxedo you know, part where it's like you have party. to have a tuxedo. <laughs> and Rose is upset because she doesn't have a date because yeah. what War- War- her on again, off again boyfriend Warren is going with this other woman girl named Lucille, and she's yeah. really salty about that. And then yeah. the colonel or whatever that old man that was you know, she was with before, like when yeah didn't ask her and then she's really upset and and they're like well you can go with your brother (laughs) okay all right this was weird it's a a different time i felt weird i will grant you it's a different time i felt so weird watching but but the thing is even call it out let me say this when they get to the point where where they're both kind of like okay i'm cool with it it was weird let's just do this he gets all flustered all goofy and flustered and he's like well i was gonna ask you i felt so weird about it it was very like so my mom would always watch the waltons growing up and there's weird incesty vibes in that show too with john boy and his sister and my sister and i would always laugh and giggle and just kind of like it and it's this was very um are you harboring some feelings well i think it kind of stems from like at that time after real elementary school like when girls started putting their hair up like mm-hmm. i think they separated the the sexes in school yeah like at around high school age okay and then i don't think you really ever got to fraternize with the opposite, the opposite it would have been it would have been a at, yeah. at parties like this. So the only girl he had access to was his what sister. Oh my god! It's I felt so weird. weird. I felt is, really weird. This yeah. is all very Brady Bunch episode too. <laughs> oh well, remember that huge joke in which Brady Bunch movie? Oh yeah, the it's first sequel, one yeah. where Marsha and Greg are lusting after each other. Yeah, I mean, at the I mean, pool. That was, yeah. but also that was just kind of like a little little joke about the actual actors that they dated. Oh, well, they wanted yeah. a, they wanted yeah. a date that um, they yeah, but and at um, least they yeah. were step siblings in that, not full on siblings. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when when Lon gets like flustered and he's just like, oh, well, I, I was going to ask you anyway. It is insane. It is, but you know, all right. For the purposes of the movie, they're going to go together. Great, love it. Uh, and <laughs> Esther's like, fine, do whatever. You know, that's cool. That's cute. I just need you to go. Because yep. you know we, we gotta She's go got together. Her date. She has her date. Yeah. But oh yes. no, oh no. no, 
it turns out <laughs> that her boyfriend, who is a total fuck up, was at basketball practice and forgot to pick up his tuxedo on time. And by the time he went to the tailors, it was closed. And so he. Gosh, I wonder what basketball practice looked like in 1903. I was thinking how dorky this must have been with these <laughs> really dorky guys. In trousers. Full I mean, pants. I mean, the, the basket was probably a, an actual basket. They're wearing yeah. like, yes. a, like a, a wicker basket. It is an actual picnic basket. It must and have looked so like, dorky with their pants yeah. like up to their like, nipples. Shoes. Just up yeah. to here. And, and like a wool sweater. <laughs> yeah, like pantaloons or yeah, just yeah. it would have looked so, so funny. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that did. I did th- laugh thinking about that. And so he's like, you must hate me. I'd understand if you never talked to me again. And I'm like, yeah, fair. <laughs> I, I thought it was so funny when she's crying. I was going to say, I really like the and scene. She's it's, telling, it's and she's probably telling one of my favorites of the movie. Rose, mm-hmm. like this idiot, you know, he can't get his tux. He can't go with me. So I'm just not going to freaking go. Yeah. And Rose is like, oh no, it's perfect. Just come with me and lawn. Like he'll, he'll take the, he'll take the two of us. <laughs> oh my like, God. Two sisters. Know, like, I'm not yeah. doing that. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do my that. brother. That was yeah. only fine that's when pa- you were doing it. That's pathetic. Yeah. It was fine when you were doing I love yeah. what it says. It was fine when you were doing <laughs> That <laughs> is so a good little good. Judy has some funny comic timing in that yeah, scene. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really funny. She's good. Oh, we didn't. I skipped the part where they were trying on their corsets and it was like Judy's <sighs> first time. Where, oh my God. And she's like, I can't sit down. I, she nah, says, nah. she's like, I feel like an ossified woman. She goes, I'm the like, ossified oh my God. woman. I love that. <laughs> And she's like, can't, she is a very good physical comedian comedian because yeah, she's like sitting yeah. down and she can't really turn yeah, or sit so or good. breathe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and at least they're like calling it out because like Scarlett O'Hare is just like, mm-hmm. ooh, her my what, dress. What was some ridiculous like 19 inch waist or something? Yeah. Some crazy, yeah. Out, like well, insane. Let's go barbecue. And Judy's like, do I really have to wear this? And Rose is like, yes, your competition is, <laughs> she's from New York City. Lucille or, or wait no Rose's competition yeah she's like there are east coast girls here we have to step our pussies up for this ball yeah, absolutely yeah so Pete, I, Pete uh noticed who the actress that plays Lucille is it is June Lockhart from Lost in Space how do you like that the mom from Lost oh, in Space she's the so young 60s. Yeah, yeah. She's, I know she, it's crazy. I was like, oh my God, that's her. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of the two of them just like, all right, we got to We got to mess up her dance card. We're going <laughs> to hook her up with duds. We're going to give her all the duds. We're going to give her all these duds. And that's so I funny. can't do it myself. So we're going to split it. And just this, this conversation about like, okay, there's going to be about 20 guys there and we're each going to have to tackle 10. I guys. love this. And, and they're <laughs> And it's like, are you up for it? Because I'm up for it. Yeah, and they're just, Rose is like, like, I think. Yeah, Rose is like, honestly, I could handle seven or eight men. (laughs) And then, and then Esther's like, well, I can handle the rest. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny. I love it. Yeah. Because when they had the dance cards, yeah. The dance, actual dance cards, like on the wrists. They carry it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I always imagine dance cards being like like a World War II dance hall kind of a oh, thing oh i know i that's I, that's kind of where i my, i think it was further goes, oh i guess it goes further back oh yeah there's, there's a kitchen hello i mean <laughs> that's like a holdover from little women days yeah i think 
that mm-hmm. probably went back to ball like yeah. when there be balls and all the dances will be planned out and so mm-hmm. they'd all have yeah like you said there'd be like 20 slots and it'd be like yeah if you wanted to dance with a, a woman you had to approach her and be like can i may i have the whatever 10th the ball yeah. whatever, <laughs> yeah. and then she'd write you in her little card okay. sorry my dance card is full yeah uh, <laughs> when you love to be able to say that my dance card is full oh oh, my God. oh, oh my but God. we didn't we didn't even talk about the like coming in at the last minute for the save grandpa which <laughs> yeah. i thought that grandpa when he was like you know sometimes a tuxedo just likes to go out and get go out with a nice dress huh, he i said, was like oh what? he'll give a tuxedo to to give it to yeah. what's his face nope Perfect. nope 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 grandpa's going <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't have fit. It would have like. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. At that point, clothes were made for the wearer. Yeah, tailored, like tailored, custom yeah. tailor made, especially and it was, a tuxedo. It was probably old and dusty, like yeah, grandpa. Yeah. yeah, I think especially. Yeah, yeah. He would have. Would he would have showed up looking like Ronald Weasley at like the Yule Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, so yeah. funny. That's. But so I funny. love it when Grandpa sees the the dance card and he fully clocks all. Oh, all these. These are all the worst ones. You yeah. signed up all the nerds. Mm-hmm. I, lo- but I love the duds. I-, I love the duds when we see them. Oh, they're cute. Well, you know what? One of them is like 12. It's so funny. One of them yeah. is a little boy. One of them yeah. is a little kid. He's, it's really funny. Because Judy, yeah. oh, yeah, we forgot. So, like, turns out Lucille is actually really like sweet and classy. And she's yeah. like, let's just be let's get real here everyone warren doesn't want to be with me it was probably just like a moneyed match thing where his parents wanted them to be because she comes from money and she's like warren really wants to be with rose and i and she wants to be with lawn and so they just decide to switch dates yeah Yeah. it's kind of an interesting non-issue and i mean an Mm -hmm. element of the story that I think that you could have easily portrayed Lucille as this kind of stuck-up bitch, but I, I mean, yeah, I love it. Nice. You know what's up? Yeah. It's, this, mm-hmm. it's this, it's this, it's feminist. It's a feminist text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she's like, let's just get real here, and she's really sweet. And then so they both get to go off with the guy they want to be with, and Esther's. It, she feels bad about the what they were about to do with the the dance yeah. card, so she takes the dance card with the guys who can't dance. And she, we see her dance with several. <laughs> and yeah, one of them yeah. is like literally 12 years old. Yeah. One of them's a little boy. One of them's a fatty. One of yeah. them has like glasses. And tall. Oh my nerd. God. And he's tall. Yeah. He's tall. Which is like, shorthand for a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like he's tall, tall and awkward. And like awkward and yeah. can't dance. And yeah. then. And then, but then later on, you kind of see them all huddled up together, like in a group, like all the duds, like, oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but then when she's like dancing with grandpa, grandpa sees something over her shoulder. Oh, this is so cute. This is so like cute. Waltzes are over to the to the gigantic Christmas tree. Huge fir tree. Like yeah. Yeah. Three stories tall. <laughs> but it works so great because we get this reveal. Of it's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, she goes behind the tree with grandpa and then she emerges on the other side of the tree and she's dancing with with John Truitt. And it was just like, surprise, bitch. Like he was behind the tree. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened to grandpa? Did he just drop dead? Like we still see him. Yeah. He kind of like tiptoes out. I don't even know if they say how he got his tux, but whatever. He got a tuxedo. Who yeah. knows? Who, 
I don't know what he happened. He went and knocked on all the doors until he found oh the gosh. right house. Oh, the guy, the, the owner of the, the shop, the tailor. Yeah, probably. Okay. And then they go outside and Judy is wearing this crazy sparkly headscarf. And oh, yes. He looks so good. <laughs> and then and he like proposes and they're what, 17 and 18? And she. Yep. They're <laughs> because children. they're under the impression that they have very little time left. Yeah. And I mean, it's not quite a shotgun wedding, but it's more like a, I only like if we're ever going to have sex, we got to do this. If we we're ever going to be it. together, <laughs> I guess yep. that we just have to get married. And it's so funny because she just backpedals immediately. She's like, well, I don't want to tell anyone. <laughs> she's like, yeah. yes. But then she's like, don't tell my family. Like, I don't want. Let's go announce it now. No, no. And she and he's like, are you bit. changing your mind? And it's yes, she totally she's hedging her bets. She's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm, going, so, I'm going to New York City. <laughs> so this is my favorite piece of trivia okay. about the entire movie. And it has to do with this scene. Okay. If the film has begun at precisely 1022 and 30 seconds, mm-hmm. the church bell that tolls midnight during John's Christmas Eve proposal to Esther coincides perfectly with the real-time stroke of midnight. So if you watch this movie on Christmas Eve, it will allow diehard fans to ring in Christmas morning with the kids. Oh, that's so oh, cute. Oh, that's sweet. I yeah. love it. Let's try it this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems like one of those obsessive detail, like James Cameron type things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would have vibed with Vincent Minnelli. They were they like Oh, totally. Yeah. That's that is actually very sweet. She kind of agrees. She's like, "Eh, it's kind of a maybe. And then she goes home and Tootie and this is it. She she goes upstairs and Tootie is upset. She's she's gazing longingly at her snow people. She's created a crazy, the the crazy Paris, the crazy snow family. Yeah, snow family. Yeah, the really fake (laughs) snow people. And Judy sings, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And it's magical. I mean, this is, this is is why we all want, this is what the movie is most remembered for. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Yeah. And like we've before written for the movie. Yeah. Okay. So you've seen the family stone, right? Oh, yes. So I yes. feel like I wasn't all that familiar with this movie when uh-huh. the family came out and mm-hmm. it's a big family stone. It's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Reeser's watching it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always remember that scene. Or I always think of the family stone when I see kind of clips of this performance or I'm, I'm watching yeah. this movie. I the family stone. Oh, it's so the good. Stone, a, a very, very controversial episode. Oh, wait, canon. really? Wait, why? That was our, that was our Christmas episode. This I past can't year. stand that goddamn he, movie. He hates the family stone. <laughs> yep. I've only seen it once, but I remember really liking Rachel McAdams in it. And I think I liked her performance anyway. Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, was did a good job yeah. in, in it. No, I love Sarah Jessica oh, Parker yeah. in it, but they're just needlessly mean to her. Oh, you need to revisit. Oh, they're yeah, terrible to her. They're they so are. Awkward. Dermot Mulroney, yeah. Especially oh Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah. Rachel but I think I love her as an actress. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I, we yeah. Love, we love but her. yeah, and even Diane Keaton is mean. 
so needlessly mean to Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I do need but, to revisit. I do. Yeah. I do. I do remember crying in that movie though. When at the end, when it when yeah. the Sarah Jessica Parker, her present was the picture of Diane Keaton, and I was like crying like literally crying so would judy for all of these uh live performances that you would see her in would she just sing this like you know what he's singing this in june i I don't know the audience wants to hear it i kind of she for she for sure had to do over the rainbow somewhere the rainbow rainbow everywhere right and you know what i think in this movie looks like she's really singing just oh, yeah. her, her lips are moving because yeah. sometimes you can tell she's lip syncing because if she does so many takes she's not singing yeah. like every yeah. time yeah. but this one i think she's really singing to margaret o'brien yeah probably uh-huh. and I'm like, how? there is a playback she's just singing over it mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. so magic it's really yeah. magical and she's got like that soft focus the mgm mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. breathtaking yeah. and yeah it's great they're both crying and then this scene yeah when you're watching it last night of when Tootie goes and knocks the snowman down and there's <laughs> like going to comfort her uh-huh. like, I, was, I was getting a little choked up at that scene like, they're I both so forget, good I kind of forget what a very moving moment that they're that both yeah is. they're both so good and they do that movie thing and she did it earlier when after John Truett proposed. They do that very old-fashioned movie thing where they're both crying and holding each other, and instead of hugging like normal, they cheat out toward the camera well, and yeah. kind of put their faces yeah. together like that. And it's very MGM, <laughs> uh, but I, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, Judy is crying, and she's a very good crier. She's, she's crying. She doesn't yeah, want to leave. She when she's destroying mm-hmm. the Snow family, she mm-hmm. is like wailing. Yeah. She's just like, if I can't have this, no people. No one can. So, Tony Tony Collette took her cue from, from Margaret O'Brien yeah, and she so, did hereditary. Um, yeah. So I just read the book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Oh, Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Jeanette McCurry talks about when you're a child actor of that you are the most coveted child star if you can cry on cue. Yeah. If you yeah. can throw a huge hissy fit like this in a movie like Dakota Fanning levels yeah. 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 yeah you are you're getting you're getting yeah. that in those roles you're getting those roles and yeah Margaret O'Brien and could do this it. is what you see with, with Margaret O'Brien here and yep. I mean and good old Alonzo is just kind of watching from afar <laughs> not going out to no. his child no. not saying just like, watches and feels bad Esther like, can do it don't cry little girl mm-hmm. who is my own daughter like i'll comfort you i am your father no 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 no, no, no your no. sister got this and I'll then just watch. i love how judy plays it too because she's trying to convince tootie but she's also struggling to convince herself yeah. so that yeah. they both yeah. break down and start crying yep and it's yeah. really good and then yeah alonzo like finally has a come to Jesus moment and is like, yeah. actually family, never mind. Like he yeah, wakes the yeah. whole house up and is like, we're not moving to New York City. And then they're like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like midnight strikes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because they're like, oh, by the way, it's Christmas already. By the way, it's Christmas. Let's give each other presents. And then, uh, oh, if I, it turns out Rosen is engaged to Warren now. After the ball. Yeah, yeah. They, they, have such a, yep. they have such a good time. They get engaged. And I'll allow it. <laughs> Warren, LOL. Even if um, Warren does come in maybe a little too like aggressive. It's like, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's know. like, well, all right, I'm- bro, calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the last little bit of the movie is pretty short. And this is uh, spring. Spring? 
Yeah, it's spring. Yeah, but spring not 1904. 1904. Yeah. And it's like, and then they're all dressed in their finest. And Mary Astor is like killing it in her white. Oh I don't my know how oh, yeah. she yeah. looks so good. She looks yeah. really amazing. They're all wearing all white and they have jolly like, holiday like costumes. Yeah, they're little like parasols mm-hmm. and they're heading down and Tootie calls it the Louisiana Purchase Exposition. Yeah. Which is the World's Fair. That's I, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Louisiana Purchase you know Exposition. Quit doing the World's Fair. I they went all the way to the '60s because it's a wait. small world. Was I mean, was fair. the big Disney one like the last one? With I don't the small know if world? it was the last one, but I'm looking went, it up right now. Where the do they go one? to in the Simpsons? Knoxville, Knoxville, the Wig Sphere, Knoxville. <laughs> this says I just googled when was the last World's Fair, and this says since 1995 the interval between two world expos has been at least five years world expo 2015 was what? in milan italy from may 31st to october 2015 oh that doesn't count those are not real <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah oh wait i'm now i'm on wikipedia list of world's fairs when was the last one listed here uh 19 oh no they're like going up into yeah, see, I think they probably well, still do them, but they're not nearly as innovative. I as remember when we yeah. were talking about The Wiz that uh-huh. the big opening scene in Munchkinland well, was, was yeah. a pavilion from that was a built World's for Fair. the World's Fair. Mm-hmm. And that's like falling apart, yes. too, and it's still standing. Yes. That's in Queens. Mm-hmm. That's in Queens, New York, yes. Um, Craziness, crazy. And I think that one was probably in the like mid-60s. But yeah, mm-hmm. this uh, this this Louisiana Purchase like whole situation, I, I love it because like when they do get there, you see that Lon is now, he's still with Lucille. Lucille? He's there. Yeah. Lucille. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, and yeah, they're just all running around as a family eating, eating spun sugar. And then they're like going to go to the like French restaurant. They're like, well, where are all the different restaurants at? And then you see it's rear projected. You, you know, they're on a set yeah. and then you see like behind them, it's the river. And then um, all the electrical lights come on and yeah. they all, the, the movie ends with them all marveling at the electric lights. Yeah. And it's so good. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I kind of, I was reading up a little bit about the author, the authoress <laughs> and how it would you know, <laughs> kind of semi-autobiographical and all that. But mm-hmm. like this movie was such a success that they were like, all right, we got to franchise this baby. Let's get some sequels oh, really? going. Yeah. And ultimately they never came to be. Did oh. you write them uh, at least? Yeah. Because they, they were going to, it was going to be the family moving to Manhattan oh. because they ultimately did. Sure. That was her story and they did do the move. Um, and if they did a sequel, it was going to be that, but they just, something happened. I forgot what the specifics were, but they just never really, really got there. But it was such a huge success. Yeah. With, like fans, it was a critical success. The fans loved it. Yeah. It played forever. One of the hot, it was the second highest grossing yeah. movie of 1944 behind Going My Way and MGM, most successful musical of the 40s. Yeah. And, I mean, Wizard of Oz, like very famously, I think, Think that it that took a while to gain it was its successful, but it was yeah. so expensive that it didn't really turn a profit but all that quickly. But yeah, Mimi in St. Louis was a hit with audiences immediately. Yeah, it and rightfully, I mean, it was it's so good, it's so good. Oh, yeah. I, this makes me want to go back and watch all of the Minnelli musicals. Oh, sure. I love it. Um, what I also didn't know is that there were two made for television 
versions. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Um, one of them was starring Tab Hunter. Oh, get out of here as John. Oh, that's so funny. Tab Hunter is the boy next door. <laughs> yeah. like, yes, yeah. Oh, that and this and was it like non-musical versions where it was just like that? Just, I don't know. I think they probably were non-musical versions. Yeah. Let me, let me uh, say this a little bit. One was in 1959. And that was with Tab Hunter and John Truitt. <laughs> That's so funny. And uh, Jane Powell as Esther. Um, but Katie, the maid, was played by this actress named Rita Shaw, uh-huh. who was one of the maids in Mary Poppins. Oh. And she played Katie the maid in both made for television movies, the one in 1959 and then the one again in 1966. Oh, wow. Yeah. When which, I was, yeah, that's crazy. Which maiden, which maiden Mary Poppins is she? She's that one. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. She's and not Katie Nana. <laughs> I read that they also, like, Judy did, she did a radio version of it with Margaret <sighs> O'Brien, like a couple uh, of times. It was the, the Lux Radio, the Lux Radio Theater. And I the, love it. I think I they used to, theater. yeah, they used to do stuff like that. And I know another one that where they did one was Double Indemnity, like Barbara Stanwyck <laughs> and sure. Fred McMurray came back and they did it over the radio. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And Gloria think- Swanson and uh, William Holden. William Holden. They did the Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. And uh, we have it on vinyl. <gasps> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> this makes me want to watch Sunset Boulevard. This just makes yeah. me want to watch Sunset Boulevard. Let's oh, yeah. <laughs> watch Sunset Boulevard on New Year's Eve. It's a good. It's a good New Year's Eve movie. There's a New Year's moment. There's a big, there's a really good New Year's Eve scene. Uh, I think that Judy had also done for those radio dramas. I think that she did a Star is Born. And that's kind of what got her interested in doing a Star is Born movie. And that's when George Cukor did that. And he had worked with her on Wizard of Oz. Did you know that? He was briefly he was yes. one of one of the, the four directors. Yeah. directors that <laughs> That's was... when she first worked with them. Yeah. So several people have posted Lux radio dramas as podcasts. Yeah. So oh, my you, God. So if you go on, you know, wherever you listen, Spotify mm-hmm. or podcast, if you just put in Lux radio dramas, they'll That's... come up and you just scroll through them. Love it. This it'll probably be there. I I've listened to the All About Eve. Oh, um, that one is none of the same actors. Oh, what is yeah? None of them came. Nobody. Back. Yeah, nobody. No, no, but um, some of them yeah, some of them like Double Indemnity and Sunset Boulevard and 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 Meet Me in St. Louis. They have that. The actors all came in to do it, and it's so fascinating. They're in front of an audience. Yeah, they get, they get laughs when there's jokes. Like. That's- that's so applause, cool. Applause breaks during commercials and it's all Lux. It's like a soap. Lux is, was like a soap. So the commercials are in there for they're like, use Lux face soap. And is that like, why it's called soap operas? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. the sponsors were yeah. housewives. Yeah. Housewives were listening to them. They needed some. Oh, that's. Um, <laughs> yep. I love it. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie is gorgeous. Um, Great. And I did buy it because I was like, I'm definitely watching this again. No, no we bought it too. We bought, <laughs> yeah. it on, we bought it on iTunes. Yeah, I bought it on Amazon. And I, same thing with Harvey Girls. I bought that. I was like, I will watch this again and again. And Wizard of Oz is still on HBO Max, I believe. And oh, okay. It looks great. It's we so okay. So we bought into the 3D TV situation in okay. like 2012 or whatever. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. we still have our 3D TV uh-huh. and we have Wizard of Oz. <gasps> and- so it looks incredible. Cool. It's so cool. It looks 3D. great. Yeah. And it's oh. the type of filmmaking that lends itself to 3D. All the layers. Uh-huh. Really well. Like, all the, the technicolor. 
the effects and the painted backdrops. Mm-hmm. They would they the they specifically paintings. had a team go in and they didn't just do a process where they just ran it through the computer and made it 3D. They went in frame by frame and oh. had like artists, like digital artists. Like Love it. Push push the picture. And it's yeah, if if listeners, if you know somebody with a 3D TV, find you know, try and track down Wizard of Oz. 3D it's, looks it's better. Amazing. And- yeah. 3D looks better at home too. At home. Oh, it does. The last it 3D, yeah, the last 3D experience I had was when when Titanic came back into theaters a few months ago. Yeah, we saw 3D that. Oh yeah, it was, good. Mm-hmm. it was good. I was. I normally don't like that the 3D thing, but you know, sure. I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the movie, and it's a Judy Love classic. It. It's it's timeless. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in looking at more of, well, obviously more of Judy's stuff, but even, yeah, like I said, Vincent Minnelli, another movie that I watched of his that was on HBO Max was, I don't know if you've seen it, The the Bad and the Beautiful. Mm-mm. No. Oh, it's no. great. Lana, Lana Turner is, and Kirk Douglas are in it, and it's very, very good. I don't know if it's still on HBO Max, but okay. I loved that very much. And Gigi too. That one, that movie also is is gorgeous to look at and stunning. I haven't seen it in an American Paris though. I still need to see that one. Anyway, what it usually will close on. What was your favorite part? What were some of your favorite lines? <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> Let's see. Gosh, I mean, I thought all the thing. Oh, thanks, I thought all the Halloween stuff was super cool. I just uh-huh. love the idea of like vintage Halloween. Uh-huh. You know, I love the idea of these kids just like you've got to kill so-and-so and and like you know the main bad little boy and like and 2d kind of like you know facing her fears i thought all that stuff was really great um yeah i think judy is just so like charming Mm -hmm. as an actor Mm -hmm. as a performer and just like all her stuff with john truett was so good Mm -hmm. and i think i think a lot of her her stuff with rose was like yeah they just work so well as sisters as contemporaries as just like scheming together all that love it love it love it it's really successful of what they were trying to do is to kind of get judy out of that child box Mm -hmm. and make her a little more grown up i think it's i think it's really successful she looks of very mature characterization yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the characterization yeah. of her um uh-huh. i think that i mean i kind of hate to be that basic bitch but have yourself a very merry christmas it's so good it yeah. is magical that, and yeah. yeah and like i mentioned of that when she's running out after tootie in the yard yeah it's just like oh my god that scene when they break down together breaks yeah. my heart it's so good yeah. that i love that part I love the, yeah, the Halloween stuff. And then my basic bitch moment is just the trolley song. I could watch that on the loop. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, of course. <laughs> on loop over and over and over and over yeah. again. One weird line is if you paint, like I'll watch stuff with captions on, but the, when they're oh, singing sure. the St. Louis song, they talk about dancing the hoochie coochie. I'm like, what the hoochie yeah. coochie? That so raunchy. What is this yeah. hoochie coochie dance? It sounds like twerking I or think- something. I think the hoochie coochie was like a dance style. I, I know, yeah, but I, I was like, like turn of the century, like, like 
like Moulin Rouge kind of like Foxtrot, like some kind of weird little dance. But I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it comes off a little like, okay, like, it Grandpa's just sounds singing like singing it. And Grandpa's yeah. talking about the hoochie coochie and like, yeah, Agnes. Yeah. And I was like, it sounds like twerking or some something weird, <laughs> but I don't know. That that did throw yeah. me off when I was reading the captions. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then also, because I, like I said, I did not grow up with this movie. This was my first watch, mm-hmm. loved it. But what I did grow up with was the facts of life. So uh, just a character Tootie. named Tootie. Tootie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I was just like, oh my God, this is so wild. Wait, what um, is Tootie yeah. short for? What is it? On the facts of life, her name is Dorothy. Oh, I don't know if they, we even but know what Tootie's I don't, name is. I don't think they ever say it. And maybe no. it's in the book, Wait. but in the movie. Is Tootie like a thing that it it's just kind of a classic short for Dorothy? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And the, and the facts of life, they just play it off like, huh. my name's Dorothy, but everybody just calls everybody me Tootie. Everybody just calls me Tootie. Yeah. Yeah. I, wonder if it's a little wink. I wonder if it's a little wink to meet me in St. Louis. I'm sure it is, because when they when they named Nancy McKee and Joe, that was definitely a wink. Tootie is too. such an honorary character, too. Tootie on the facts of life? Yeah, she's kind of an asshole. Tootie's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Tootie! <laughs> We uh, we're big facts of life fans in this house. We love Mrs. Garrett. We love turn on logo. It's it's at, on all the time. There's got to be a facts of life podcast, right? I there mean, has to be one. It, but I don't, I don't know if I have the energy to do it. You do it, yeah. I have, I follow a couple of Golden Girls podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you love that um, Fran Drescher is the unofficial oh, yeah. spokesperson of the strike right now? Oh, yeah. 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 The nanny. <laughs> She's killing it, man. Queen. She's killing it out there with her, like with those like rousing speeches. I love it. Yeah. I'm all about I just it. keep seeing her all <laughs> over Instagram, like, oh my God. Okay, Grand Dresser, yeah. Union Queen. Name on you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so after your Judy series on the podcast, what is your favorite that you've covered? Do you have do you have any favorites? Of Judy? Yeah. Um, of kind of, of everything that you've watched? Oh. There's still a lot of stuff that we haven't seen. There's too much. That's the thing yeah. about, that's the thing about Judy that's really interesting. So, is, I mean, there, she's so beloved, but if you ask probably just your average moviegoer. Like Wizard of you're, Oz. Yeah. You're probably yeah. just going to get yeah. Wizard of Oz from them. You know what? It might be Wizard of Oz, honestly, but I don't know. Yeah. It how You can't go wrong with that. That could be yeah. my favorite movie, period. Almost. You know but I did love Harvey Girls. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I think it's so interesting that to me, footage from A Star is Born, it just reads like it's older of a movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Like, it seems like. Did you guys do A Star is Born? We haven't done that one yet. Yeah. Debbie, wait, have you? And you did it, right? No, No. we haven't. Yeah. It's really harrowing. It's not something you just watch Mm -hmm. for pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think if anything, we'll do the Lady Gaga one. And then just oh, I love, Judy. I love Lady Gaga. Oh, I love her. I love, I love Lady Gaga and A Star Is Born. Allie, Allie Main. Oh my God. I had, uh, so good. we She's were so good. watching Sid and Judy, the documentary, mm-hmm. right before we hopped on the call. Like we yeah. finished it a mere like 20 minutes before yeah. we, we hopped on. Have you seen that documentary? I didn't. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good just kind of like mm-hmm. timeline of Judy's life and her mm-hmm. marriages. And I mean, most mo- notably with like Sid Loft. It kind of, that's a big focus of that movie. Lorna's dad. <laughs> yeah. Lorna's yeah. dad. Yep. Um, and, and Joey. And, and Joey. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Have you I ever, oh, have you ever seen Judy 
being interviewed with Joey and Lorna on Barbara Walters. I saw, I did. That interview is rough and you feel yeah. really bad for those two kids because they look really uncomfortable. Yeah. In that Barbara had some very, let's just say not a good look. Barbara yeah. with like, like Barbara, yeah. when she interviewed Dolly Parton and Whitney Houston, it was so bad. She's like, yeah. what are you it's doing? Like Barbara did not maybe, age well. maybe the kids don't need to be sitting in on this interview as they're kind no. of, as you're asking Judy, all of these very like serious questions. Yeah, poor Judy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, well there was clips of a star is born and it was the big scene. And uh-huh. I was like, Pete, he hadn't seen a star is born or uh-huh. like the Judy. Version. And I'm like, that's the scene. That's the drag bar scene. Like yeah. that's like the equivalent oh, of the equivalent of Lady he, Gaga going when he, when he mm-hmm. wanders into this nightclub and he sees her singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that whole story of the director made her do that. It was who's the director of A Star Is Born? George Cukor. Yeah, he made her do it like thirty times, and she sang all of it. Oh, like she would multiple takes of her just like singing was her heart it, out. Was it that man of that, that man of mine? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah. And yeah. that's the and that's the equivalent of oh, the scene where he goes to the Virgil. She's singing "Love Beyond yep. Rose." Mm-hmm. So love good. It. I do love yeah. Lady Gaga is one of my favorites, favorite performers. I think I've said this before with to my my co-host Kristen. I was like, if she were alive, you know, seventy years ago, eighty years ago, <laughs> she would have been one of these. She would have been yes. like Judy Garland. Yeah. She would have been. Yeah, she was like legitimately a triple threat, and I love absolutely. her. I, I love Lady Gaga, and I don't know. We saw her. Uh, did you get? To, you see her live? We saw her uh, jazz piano. We saw the Vegas <gasps> show. Vegas I, show I would have died to see her do that one. Yeah. I love it. And her next movie is gonna be like a Joker movie, which I'm kind I of. Know. I'm I like, come like, on, Lady Gaga. I would love. <laughs> I think, and I've told Kristen this. There hasn't been a by. I know people are so tired of biopics. But I think mm-hmm. if there's ever a biopic of Maria Callas, that Lady Gaga should play her. Ooh, I love <laughs> I, it. I think they look very similar and she's they so do. she's so dramatic. dramatic. Lady Gaga is so dramatic. <laughs> and they're both Mediterranean and really just like super yes. serious. And I'm oh like, my God, I, I think she would kill it. That. Or she could do masterclass that. on stage yeah. or something. But I I would love that's so a much. great that's a great idea. I love sure. That. I love yeah. that. Well, thank thank you so much for coming on. This was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, it's been fun. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. This was a blast. And yeah. did this movie make you gay? I mean, yeah, a trolley scene. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with Judy, it just made us do more of a deep dive into her life, and that just makes you more and more gay every time you find out. I more mean, stuff about Judy's. Judy. I mean, she's always just kind of been a stand-in for the gay community. I mean, yes, it's it's, it's why Icon. gay men, yeah. gay men at that time latch onto her is this yeah. sort of personified the struggle, the struggle <laughs> of that. You know, Judy had a pretty rough. You know what? she still got her ass up on stage and sang her heart out Yeah, because she did it for us. She did it all for us. Yep. She sure did. And uh, what was the, what was the code friend of Dorothy's? Dorothy, the yep. Code? yep. I love her. I love her so much. <laughs> Would you mind sharing your details on how people can find you? Yeah. Absolutely. Movies that made us gay on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MTMUG pod on Twitter. And what is that new? We're on threads now. We're on threads. But and you uh, post, yeah, we're, do you post every, do you have an episode every week or is it? Yes, we post yeah. episodes on Friday. We are available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So if you're on Spotify, 
uh, Apple Podcasts, or even on like uh, Amazon Music, <laughs> on Audible, like all that stuff. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we just hit episode two hundred. <gasps> I saw that on Instagram. I saw yeah. that. So yeah, we post on Friday new brand new episodes, and uh, we also have a Patreon. Just look up movies that made us gay on Patreon. It's so fun. We, yeah, we do um, commentary tracks for movies. We pick Love. a movie and we'll record a commentary track. And uh, we've been doing a recap of the latest season of RuPaul's Drag Race on our Patreon. <gasps> so there's tons of extra features there. But um, yeah, we're movies that made us gay pretty much anywhere. So yeah, it's out. It's so much fun. I love your podcast. So, and I'm so glad you came on. Oh, love it. And then, of course, you can find this podcast, Female Driven. You can find us on Instagram at Female Driven Podcast, and you can find our podcast on iTunes as well as Spotify, Female Driven Podcast with Kristen and Emily. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, this was fun. We'll have to have you guys on the show. Oh, I would love to come We should do a burlesque episode or something. (laughs) Oh, I would (laughs) die. I would really die. And burlesque is a female-driven movie. It's a female-driven movie. It's a good opportunity to talk about Cher. I love. Oh my God, I I would die. I would love to do that one. I would love to do Mamma Mia or even like Practical Magic would be fun. (laughs) We have already done Mamma Mia and Practical Magic. Damn it. Okay. Mamma Mia. Okay, no, no. Okay. Have us on for burlesque. Okay. Have us on for burlesque. Our Mama Mia episode just came out this past summer. It was fun. Oh, and wait, that was a movie you... that Pete and I are very it's like we're kind of like we're kind of we're kind of take it or leave it with it. It's but not our good. Our but guest I... is very passionate about it. It's not yeah. good, but I love it. I love Meryl Streep having fun. She's having so yeah. much fun. They were all drunk the whole time they made yeah. that movie. Yeah. She's yeah. having a blast. I love it. It's yeah, good. totally. <laughs> okay, folks. All right. Well, we will we will see you next time, everyone. Bye. All right, bye. bye.